So all is in readiness here at Mulgrave Reserve. Round nine football here on girlsbayfooty.com. Second versus first in the Premier Division match of the day. All is in readiness. And to get us underway in commentary, it's Daniel Hill. So the two rucks to go out, it'll be Carney for the Devils and Hogan uh, Egan. for the Falcons. Yes. Oh, Egan, sorry, Egan for the Falcons. And we're bouncing again today, and it's a poor bounce, and it just goes outside the circle, and the umpire will have to recall it. The bounce favoured Carney, but to no avail to be tossed up. And this time, Egan... Well, Carney won it down straight to Pierce, and then a little slap forward by Egan. Now it's slapped back by O'Connor, who's coming off the square. Around the corner there from, it might have been Muller up towards half forward. Darcy in her first contest, wheeled away from a couple. Beat off Hickey, and then kicked across towards half forward. Coming out to meet it over there was Lambert. Couldn't come up with it. Gets the handball back, and now inside 50 to the top of the square. Perkins out of position. She led to the pocket, and Hickey goes back to take the mark for the Falcons. And Hickey decides to go with a switch to Dalpos. Dalpos in the opposite back pocket. Now chips one up the line, looking for O'Connor, who's got space, and no one watching her. So O'Connor now looking around, decides to go for the switch of play. Got to be good. Indeed does so, and spots up uh, the resulting defender, Hogan, who now goes long That's on the kick. Marwood could easily pick this off. Ball bounced away from her. Hutchins came out to meet it. Ball was on the ground, and Hutchins had to try and go and get it. Marwood picked it up, got the little hand pass coming back in board. Hannah Scott wearing the 32, not the two as we were led to believe. Now keep it up towards half forward. Red best, though, by Mel Hickey. And Hickey gets the handball across. And a chance to clear here for Callanan, who gets the handball away in the nick of time. Although she put her teammate under the pump, and Muller came in to lay the tackle. It might have been O'Connor in there. No, in fact, it was Hammond, who was all wrapped up by Muller. And the ball's tossed up really quickly by the umpire in the centre of the ground. Carney comes through. O'Connor picked it up, kicked it forward, and shanking it off the side of the boot there was Spindler. Didn't go anywhere in the end. O'Connor came through and bundled Murrowwood over. Muller came in, got the handball at the back. A chance here for Spindler. Oh, inside her defensive 50. Just knocked off it by O'Day at the critical stage. O'Day picks up. Ragdoll had the one-arm pinned and threw it out, the umpire said. And it'll be a free kick to the Devils. Right half back. They want to go quickly. Up the line look, looking for Trend, who marks right in front of our commentary position here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And Trend very close to the pile on the mark, but Delpos didn't really provide any effective smother. Got away with it. The back on the of the contest here was Pierce. Tried to handball it forward. Coming in to help out Callanan. Ball towards half forward. Can they get it forward to the one-on-one? Perkins, they can. Well, it's a dribbling footy, though, and Perkins is caught behind. Hogan comes out and kicks it out of bounds on the full. Almost. Got a hand on it, Bibby. Well played. Knocked it over, throwing half forward for the Devils. We've played three minutes, and we have... Yet to see a score on the board, Peter Holden. Yeah, just with a second to spare, she got the hand there. As the ball came back in, Hammond got it straight away, was caught there by Muller. Hurry kick away by Delpos, skewed off the side of the boot. It was touched, and uh, we will see a throw and run in front of Brendan Major and the Devils coaching bench. So we'll wait for it to come back into play. Spinning back in, Carney versus Egan. Egan with the backhand to Pierce overran it. Delpos had it first, knocked out of her hands. Ball on the deck, in goes Hogan. She was caught straight away, Muller over the top fighting in there as well. Looks like uh, yeah, from a distance is Hickey and the umpire will call for a ball up. Half forward. Three and a half minutes gone. First term. No score either side. Girlsplayfooty.com. Match the day. The Devils and the Falcons. Can't understand why Darcy's defensive side of this contest, Pete. It means she's 70 from goal. Although she'll come up with it here. Hickey lays the tackle and goes back in to wrap up Darcy who kicks it out the back and does nicely to Carney. 
Erin Handball looking for Trench. She's forced to backtrack. Now she's at the wing. Tried to get the handball away and coming through was Hutch to lay a interesting looking Shepherd with an elbow raise. Careful down there, Hutch. She gets the handball now and goes a little half distance kick to Muller, who marks on centre wing. Nice play there from Hutch. She just invented something out of nothing there. Kicking the middle of the footy. Now down the line, Muller. Good, good ball. And a bit of tunnelling work down there from Delpos. All fair, said the umpire in the contest. Lambert went in to try and lay the tacky, tackle. Now Hickey, that's just class. No, Callanan, in fact, bounced off a tackle. Coming through Pierce on the right. Little chipping footy to O'Day. Marks it half forward. O'Day spins around in the centre of the ground. Puts it on the right boot. Long towards the forward line. Vesio front. Posse there. Got knocked out of her hands. Havlin trying to go with her. Vesio, a quick snap on goal to wait to the right. Minor score. So thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street. Holderberg Heights sponsors the Falcons. It is Darabin one behind. The Devils yet to score. Four and a half and it's gone. First turn. Yeah, it might have been uh, shades of last week there, Pete. If Vaseo kicked six or seven last week in her usual form, she probably slots that. But uh, did everything right. Absolute class. Just edge Havilland under the footy. And, geez, the transferring of the footy there from from uh, from the Falcons was very, very slick. And Callanan across half back is a is a nice move. Which, at this would be stage. A, which would be a frustration for the Devils because you suggest possession wise they were almost leading, say 65-35, but not being able to convert. Yeah, and they've almost got slingshotted twice. And Hutchins the restart. Interesting kick. You wouldn't want to kick it near Vasio, and that's what she's done. She came up with it, but shoveled it out the back, almost a throw. Busting her way through over there is Hyle. Just hacked it off the deck. Now she's close to the line. She's dumped by Vasio. That's a free kick. That's that's Bryce Gibbs-esque <laughs> on uh, Robbie Gray for one of a, a better term, but it was very dangerous. Free kick to hold back pocket. And she goes long towards the half-back flank on the outer side of the ground. Hickey had the hands up, got knocked out of it. Ball on the ground, had to go back and get it again. Weave through traffic, then got on the left, curled it around towards in a half-forward. Trent had Hurry. it, then dropped it, running under pressure, and the hand pass was spilled, went Whoops. out to Carroll. Carroll then dispossessed, but got it to Trent, who got it on the right boot, came in board towards the centre of the ground. Needs a Going for the mark there, Hogan was falling all over the Didn't top. Get it. Not paid to McGotch, came out to Hammond. Hammond for the Falcons on the right, heads in the Britain direction. She's the meat in the sandwich, got knocked out of her hands. Going to be tackled down here by McNamara. Peels for holding the ball. Umpire won't pay it. Coming out there is Carroll. Trying to get a kick away. Under pressure. Went with a hand pass instead. Now a hurry clearing kick towards half-back flank. O'Connor put her hands up. Couldn't control it. Went to ground. Trent overran it. Delpos lurking nearby. Going in O'Connor. Makes the uh, spoil effective of Muller. Went back again. Hand passed it though straight to Lang. Got it out sideways to Pierce. Pierce goes to Brennan again. One, two, three. She pulls it in. Yeah, great work there from the Falcons. They were outnumbered here at half forward and Astro Connor, the bustling work and she's Jane Lang. If, if she's not one of the best going round, she's uh, she's a wily old customer and she just worked her way through that nicely. And good kick to the advantage of Brandon who marks all the 30 yeah, out on she, a slight angle. She essentially pickpocketed for Muller because Muller was, in fact, the exact opposite. She was the one that did all the hard work burrowing through and when she tried to get a clearing kick only to be pickpocketed at the last second. Yeah, just positioned herself well there, Lang, and creates this opportunity. And, gee, that's that's why she's probably one of the most dangerous smallish half-forward flankers in this game at the moment. In comes Brennan from 35 metres out. Stabs at it. And I think she's got it through. She has. It's the Falcons first there. 1-1-7. The Devils yet to score. Seven and a half minutes gone. First term. Thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights.
It wasn't one of her best kicks, Pete, but it did the job. It was, um, as you said, it stabbed her. It was an understatement. It was no follow-through whatsoever. And uh, just inside the left post. Lucky there's no uh, no breeze whatsoever blowing, uh, blowing this afternoon down here at Mulgrave Reserve. And as you say, it's a seven-point lead now to the Falcons. They've probably had three inside 50s for two scores. And most of the attacking with the Devils. But the last two or three minutes, they haven't had a sniff. Out wide now, the Falcons trying to work it forward. Great tackle coming through from... It might have been Hannah Scott, the skip. That was just brutal. She gets the free kick backside of the square. Goes around the wing looking for Muller, one of the smallest players on the ground. But she's always having a crack out there, Muller. She went up against O'Connor moments ago down here at half forward. And I thought she was going to finish up a pancake, but just survived. And again, she's... She's at it, but it goes over line out of play. A throw-in, and it's a long, flat throw-in. Hyle came through. Pierce is always on her own at the back of packs. For what reason, I've got no idea. And here she is, getting on the left, kicking around the corner. O'Connor lays the big shepherd on Scott. Now goes back and gets it, and Scott's hurt behind the plate. Keep an eye on that one, Pete. She's in a bit of strife. Coming through trend. Poor handball. Now needs to go back and get it. O'Connor off the ground. Busting away over Lambert. Took on O'Connor. Now Murrowood has to release and does. Bad handball, though. Brennan taken without it. They're at half back now. The Devils working overtime. Bodies flying everywhere. Trend and Scott, the two that are down. The two best players for the Devils, both slowly to their feet, and they'll get to this ball up at centre-half forward where the Falcons are in attack. And uh, Carney took a straight out of the contest, tried to fit it to Ainge, but she got knocked over. Ball spills out, looking for and getting, well, maybe taking high there on trend. It's a swinging up, arm. Yeah, the umpire said, no, nope, I'm going to call for a ball up. And uh, they'll Blind get up. Sided. fair enough. Lang gets up, and so there's the number 70 there for the Falcons, which will pick up by quarter time. Ball up in the air. Egan versus Carney. Egan wins the tap down. Hammond tried to run onto it, asked for holding. Then got the pill, tried to get the hand pass out to O'Day, who overran the ball. Hammond has to go again, tries to knock over a opponent there. McNamara is going through, spun her around. Rope. On the ground, a little hand pass out to Datsun. The umpire says, in the back. Fair enough. <laughs> Love your interpretations there, uh, Mr. Hill. And uh, Happy Hammond, Sarah Hammond's got it. She is about 55 metres out from home. Wants the options. Here come the leading targets now. Vasio is one of them. She tries oh, to no. crash it. One, two, she takes it. I don't think she really claimed it either. And then when she heard the whistle, she thought, oh, okay. yeah, I'll go back. Oh, yeah, fair enough. So Vasio will be looking for her first. As we said, Vasio kicked one and Brennan kicked one last week, which is fairly quiet from them because they kicked five or six each each uh, in that game against Melbourne Uni. And in comes Vasio directly in front from about 35 metres out from goal. Style looks good and it has squeezed through. And for the Falcons, they move out to 2-1-13. The Devils get the score. Ten and a half minutes gone first term. All thanks to Auto Clinic, Fort Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Yeah, she's just one of those classy goal kickers, Vasio. Beautiful follow through. Um, 35 out, slight angle, no no dramas whatsoever. And, yeah, the Falcons, they, they make you pay. And it's probably two or three times where the, the Devils have been caught trying to handball defensively. And, and through losing ground, they've lost momentum and turned the footy over. And, and it's really, really hurt them. And it's cost them two goals, and they trail by 13 points. Ball back in the centre of the ground. It'll be Carney and Egan again. Nice bounce from the umpire. The taps won by Egan. Down to Brennan, who's into the midfield for the moment. Good tackle laid on there by Murrowood, who seems to be tracking her every move today. O'Day's dumped in there. A little bit of a sling tackle. Umpire wasn't interested. There were plenty around this. A bit of pushing and shoving going on as the umpire calls for it and says, 
I'll throw it up, does. Plenty around this. Throw a blanket over 26 players in there. Coming through, Hammond. Had it momentarily, lost it, regathered it, then threw it out. Umpire said, not interested, play on. Going in there was Scott. A very upright position. Had it trapped between her legs. And Brendan goes through and rugby scrums it for a, an inside 50 for Katie. You've got to give that one to her. Wasn't a clear disposal, but she got it there as Egan goes up unopposed in the ruck. But Pierce left it behind. Coming through there and trying to get it forward was Lawson Tavern, but she lost it momentarily. And now Pierce again at the back with Callanan. Still at half forward. And another bounce as we just work our way outside the 50. The umpire will have to throw it up once again. It's the Falcons by 13 points. You're listening to girlsplayfooty.com radio. And Perkins has been moved into the rack, put it off the side of her boot. Now the foot races on towards the outer side. McNamara is going to be first out there in the race. She tries to slap it in front of herself. She's got it, turns her opponent inside out, goes for the little Oops. hand pass back. Whoop, too much juice on it. Lang couldn't get onto the pill. Now has to put her head over it. Going backwards. The 20 metres they gain, they just lost after they mucked it up. Then Perkins got the little hand pass sideways. Now on the right, long towards centre half. Ah. Forward. Oh, goes Hickey, spoiled by her own teammate. Darcy just waited out the back, got it on the left towards the pocket. The kick is good. Play it, umpire. And no, he's called play. Oh, jeez. I thought it was clean and uh, a ball up. Jeez, hard done by. Must have been touched off the boot. Uh, had to be, as the umpire throws it up in the air again. Darcy goes up in the oh, contest versus esque Yep, went down and hit the ground. Picked up by Ainge. He tried to kick it around the corner, and it doesn't go out. Hogan is there, who decides to slap it for the safety of the boundary line. Next to the left-hand point post, it's out of bounds. That was an interesting piece of play there, Pete. All sorts going on. Ball will be tossed back in, forward pocket. They would have loved to mark a shot on goal from there. Mm. Darcy, the ruck work at the back, through the legs of several players down there and laying the tackle. It was Pierce down there trying to work her way clear. Ball's in the left forward pocket for the Devils, who are yet to score, trailing by 13 points. Ball tossed up 35 out from goal. And working her way out of the contest is Brennan, who belts it up towards the wing, but all the numbers up there with the Devils is... Hutchins goes back to chase. Oh, beautiful handball over the top, though, and all of a sudden the Falcons are away. It's a one-on-one, and it's Haviland versus Vasio, but the boundary line will beat them both. And it just pitched on its point and got away from Vasio. Well, that would have been a one-on-one. Vasio gathers 50 out, and they had probably 85 metres to work in. No one would have closed. That would have been a very intriguing contest, Haviland versus Vasio, rugby style, but we missed out, and the boundary line won the battle. Ball back into play. Picked off beautifully there. McNamara tried to kick it while under uh, all kinds of pressure. Then it got oh. intercepted by Lange who gave it off. And now they're kicking the hot spot. Hammond coming out towards it. Mark taken though. Not paid. The Spindler who just, just put on the boot. Hickey's got a bunch of space to work with. McNamara chasing okay, after McNamara. her. Close towards the boundary oh, well line. Done. Kept it uh, away from Hickey and found the boundary line, which was probably the best option because if she went to go forward, there was maybe about six Falcons hanging around. <laughs> it was. There's, there's no distinct plus ones, Pete, at this point. But uh, lots of players sitting behind the footy uh, when it goes forward. And we've seen that so far with three and four being uh, in the wall and repelling the ball back inside. And Delpos takes a mark and a clip across the head and might get a 25 here. No, umpire. Yep. Just said got one a little late and a little high and gets marched up the ground. And we do. It's been a bit of confusion this year. Sometimes I've seen him pull out a 25. On other occasions, I think at Diamond Creek last week, I saw him pull out a 50. <laughs> Must have been the double. Yeah. I still reckon it should be 50. 
Consistency. Right, 25, I reckon, is rubbish. And they all, everyone says, oh, yeah, but 50 is too much. Well, don't give them away then, you peanuts. <laughs> Simple. Uh, that's the best way. You don't want to, you don't want to be penalised 50, don't give it away. As the <laughs> kick goes in short. Simple toward, arithmetic, Holt. You'd, you'd be amazed <laughs> how many people don't get it. Like I always say, if you don't get bonafide speeding, don't speed. As they go straight down the line and pick up O'Connor. And O'Connor had heaps of space to work in. And she takes a mark. will be lining up from 30 metres out directly in front. That's a concern when the hole 30 metres out is virtually unmanned. Yes. That was very poor set up from the Devils. You've just got to clog that space. At least force them wide. Not 35 out straight in front. In- Skips O'Connor. It's high, it's long, but it's away to the right, and it is a minor score. And she's really mucked around with her goal-kicking, O'Connor. She used to be fantastic. Now she hops and skips and goes sideways, and she does this like a half pirouette and just running straight after and kick the bloody thing. 2-2-14, Darabin. The Devils yet to score 16 and a half, and it's gone first term on girlsplayfooty.com. The old paralysis by analysis. Ball comes wide, O'Connor. She might get another crack here. And I'll go back on my statement here because she's better from 45, but she goes the pass to Daisy. And Daisy marks and all wants to go to the fat side. Oh, gets it over there and finds Brennan, who's 25 out, 45 degree angle. It's uh, not too great when it, the kick out lands with O'Connor and goes to Pierce, and Pierce spots up Brennan. That's. Uh, that's trouble. <laughs> Must be frustrating for the Devils as well because besides this last 60 seconds, there was a five-minute gap there in the quarter. You feel like they were starting to turn the screws on on the Darabin side and try and slow them down. And now, unfortunately, they're breaking down. It looks like they could pay for it. Yes. And she comes. Brennan. Perkins standing the mark. Almost touched it too. But Brennan, just with a low little chiseler, gets her second. Again, probably not a greatest kick at goal, but... Stuff the pitcher, just right on the scorecard. The Falcons, 3-2-20. The Devils are yet to score, and we've played 17.5 first term. Of course, that's all thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. And gee whiz, Pete, you said 10 goals, and it's looking ominous. Indeed it is. They've just got to find an avenue to goal. They were just unlucky with that touch on the boot thing. If they had a mark and a shot at goal, yeah, you know, just need you some... could be looking at a different scenario. Just yeah. need a bit of luck, don't they? Need to go your way. As the ball is up in the air and away we go again. Carney wins out the contest. Ball hit the ground. Ainge is in there. Got the little hand pass out. Scott put it on the right boot. Drove it forward for the Devils. 40 metres out from goal. Darcy got there. turned inside out. Picked up by Bibby who gave it to Hogan. Hogan got it on the right. Working towards the uh, halfback flank on the outer side Del of the Pos. ground. Delpos are intended target. Looking for Pierce now up the ground. Pierce it just went over her head. Too much juice on the kick. And the ball takes a couple of bounces and goes over the boundary line. Between centre wing and half forward flank for the Devils. Del- Post is spewing. They knew that was the link in the chain. It gets to Pierce. They've practically they've got a goal. They're out. Just pushed it too wide. Ball, Just too wide. Ball back in and uh, Paulson Tavern versus uh, versus Carney in the contest. Taken away by Hannah Scott, who tries to go with a hurried little kick to get it on to Jess Foster. It gets a little hand pass over the top. Her teammate wasn't waiting for it and she was besieged upon by three Falcons. One of them is Hickey and the umpire says you're absolutely going nowhere. I'll call for a ball up 40 metres out from goal. So the ball's tossed up. Perk to do the ruck. Knocked it boundary side. Oh, snapped it out of the pack herself. Bouncing towards goal. Darcy's there. She sort of taps it back into play. And then, oh, running in and socking it off the ground is Jess Foster. Did it nicely. Had to get it over the strewn bodies on the line. And gets the goal. So, Lux of Fortune. I almost credit the goal to Darcy. She kept it in play. 
But uh, it could have it could have gone either way. The funny thing well for done da- by Foster. The funny thing for Darcy, she tapped it down, and you just see she tried to put out the right leg in midair. She was just hoping that the ball would bounce and she could put the ball over her shoulder while she's laying on her back. And and got uh, fallen over by Hogan, her opponent. And uh, in the end, Foster, Johnny on the spot, gets the goal. Back in the centre of the ground. And away we go again. Pierce, pardon me, it's O'Day. Got caught straight away. Got the hand pass out to O'Connor playing the Ruck Rover role. Murrow would nearly intercept it. Take away by Lang who got caught. Little hand pass away. Their teammate got a big old shove in the back, if you don't mind, from Lambert. Close towards the uh, boundary line. Just managing to stay in. Lang is there to try and keep it backwards towards O'Day. Got oh, bundled over gosh. by Heil on the way through. Heil gave her a headache. Don't worry about that. Hutch will and, go long here. And Hutchins uh, intercepts here for... In fact, it's not Hutchins. In fact, it is... Hannah Scott, I think it's it Hannah is. Scott, and switch yeah. towards the wing That's position. Highland charging forward. Cut off by O'Day. O'Day back in board to Pierce. Pierce delivers Vesio. Knocked out of her hands, though. And coming away with it, Hannah Scott cleans up. <laughs> Hannah Scott with a Joey Montagna style banana. No left foot in sight. Kicks it out wide. And Delpos is over there with Trend for company. Delpos coming inboard to O'Connor, who's got some momentum up. Runs to 65. Kicks for Brennan. Champagne footy. That is fantastic play. And Brennan marks 35 out. Wants to square it up because she's in the pocket. And O'Day, who just for some reason seems to not have a direct opponent at all throughout uh, this first term. She marks 40 out directly in front. And goes a short little pass. Breaking down again. I think that might be McDonald taking the mark, is it? In fact, it's... I think it might be Alex Reynolds, Pete. I'll just put the goggles on here. In fact, it is Alex Reynolds. You're on the money. So, Reynolds. Just a hopper, skipping a jump here from 30 out directly in front. Terrible ball drop. Away to the right. And Brennan knocks it through in the end for the one behind. So, 3-3-21 are the Falcons. They lead by 15 points. The Devils one straight six, and that's thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. In the Catherine Watton Cup round nine football in the Victorian Women's Football League Premier Division as the ball is to come back into play. It's long out towards the uh, social room side of the ground. Halfback flank. Spillerwood flying through the air. Murrowood there as well. Hickey did the uh, shepherding work for O'Day who put on her right boot heading in the Reynolds direction. Oh, Picked off by Lang. Lang goes the snap. Lang gets the goal. And you know what, Pete? She shanked that, but she's that good at still went through. <laughs> <laughs> it bounced in the goal square. Did the correct turn for her. And for Lang, that's her first of the afternoon. And for the Falcons, they move out to 4-3-27. The Devils are one straight six, with just a couple of minutes to play in this first term. Gee whiz, Pete. You can't, uh, you can't say enough about Jane Lang. She is just one of the best going around. I'll, I'll maintain that forever. And, uh, look, doesn't have a crack at the AFL games and uh, decides to put the assistant coaching hat on because uh probably says that she's in the twilight of her career but gee whiz still one of the best going around ball back in the center of the ground as the devils work it forward it's an upcountry footy from spindler and coming out to take the mark is hickey who was called to go and the devils will try and work it wide a little handball comes back searching for Callanan coming through egan long way to bend down for young shannon egan and the runners in there as well which is creating a, a bit of a stir as I think there might be a player down in the centre of the ground. It's Lambert. Lambert and they're coming out to help her off the field as, again, the Falcons are out wide and they're working overtime to get it forward. Inside attacking 50 and Brennan's down there and also working overtime is Alex Reynolds 
They can't work it clear. They're 45 out from home. Plenty around. This umpire will be forced to call for it. No, it came clear. Hutchins. Snap around the corner. Looking for Darcy. Slapped away by O'Connor. Then she sort of took her eyes off the footy and went for Muller instead of the, instead of the ball. And now it comes back through and Callanan shoveled it out. Has Hickey on the defensive side of the pack. Can't find it. Ball's 85 from home. Falcons still trying to attack O'Connor. Tries to centre it up in the relative hickey direction, but over her head and coming out to take a nice mark is Louise Spindler for the Eastern Devils. And she decides to go for the switch. Oh, it's a dangerous kick. Had one bounce, put her teammate and under all kinds of pressure and Robin Foster and it's picked off by Lang. Guess who? Lang decides to sell the candy. Oh. A little hand pass in the nick of time to Hickey. One bounce to her. Then goes to Basio! Second in the queue, Marwood was the bunny in front. Yeah, great kick. It just did, it just carried Marwood. I think Marwood probably jumped a little early. She probably should have just... Well, it's hard. It's easy from here, but she probably just needed to collide with Vasio as opposed to try and take the mark. And Vasio, she judged it well. Vasio comes in from 35 metres out, and I think she snuck at home. She has... And the Darabin Falcons move out to 5-3-33. The Devils, one straight six, 24 and a half minutes gone. First term for Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Hodelberg Heights. Vasilio has two, Brennan has two. They are the two who did damage against Melbourne Uni two weeks ago. She's like Larry Bird shooting free throws. Having a shot for goal. Vasilio, 35 out straight in front. It's just automatic. She just goes back, same routine every time, same kitsch. It's almost boring. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call her boring when she's having a shot for goal. There you go. Ball back in the centre of the ground, and it's bounced to favour Egan as the siren sounds right on the 25. So at quarter time, it is the Falcons leading the Devils by 27 points. 5-3-33 to one straight six. Of course, the first term was thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights, sponsor of the Falcons. And gee, Pete, it was all the Falcons. After a little uh, little blip on the radar, probably the first five, and then maybe the, the the beginning of red time, even though we play straight 25s, for, for those of you in red time, it's, of course, after the 20 minutes. Um, we just play an assumed red time in uh, Premier League VWFL. Apart from five, six minutes, they absolutely dominated. And the goal kickers at quarter time, we've got two to Brennan, two to Vasio, and one to Lang for the Falcons. Just the prime movers getting the business done for Darriman in the first term. And a single to Jess Foster for the Devils. Peter Holden, your thoughts on the first quarter? Well, what can I say? For the Devils, it's an improved performance on what was uh, their last match. They're, they're making more of a contest, but the only problem is their back line is falling down. They're not holding the spots. They're just not that experienced against a multi-pronged forward line of a Amy CO, Brennan and Lane. That, that, yeah, geez, Amy Lego would be a massive difference to them out there. And that's the problem. They're winning the battles. On, on the wing position, they're doing okay. They're creating a little bit of havoc in their forward line, though they're not getting reward. So there's some parts of the grounds they're going toe-to-toe with Darabin and it's working out okay. It's just the back line at the moment, they've just got to figure out what to do. If the main target is Vasio, you've got a feeling that maybe Hutchins needs to just go one-on-one with her and they've got to at least keep one of them quiet. Yeah, the problem is, the problem is that Vasio plays too deep. Vasio's effectively played out of the goal square, so to sacrifice Hutch and put Hutch back in your defensive goal square, that's a huge win for the Falcons. Look, I don't think they'll go down that path. I think it's more a it's more a matter of maybe pushing Havlin up into the midfield mm. and, and trying to throw someone back 
I'm not sure well, the head's if you got, can put Scott back there. Or... Well, she was cutting across half-back and raking up plenty of the position, so you've got to wonder, does Hannah Scott become the plus one? Yeah, I think she has to, and I think that's what they were trying to create, and I think they got close. I think the only reason that she wasn't the distinct plus one is because she actually got bundled over two or three times and was slow to her feet, which doesn't help. You're effectively playing with 17. But, um, yeah, lots of big hits in that first quarter. It's going to take a toll on both sides mm. to uh, to that end. But, uh, yeah, as you say, they need the plus one. They need to get it fast. As we get ready to go to the break, uh, Brennan Major will be frustrated that uh, until about the 16, 17 minute mark of that quarter, Darabin only had two goals something on the board. Now, if they kicked a goal and they held Darabin to two goals something, you'd be able to say, right, we're under two goals. We're in this contest. Let's let, let's really work into it. Because they've coughed up three goals late, that's blown out the margin to 27 points, which makes it a hell of a whole lot harder to try and work your way back into the game from there, particularly against a side that's the class of Darabin. Absolutely, and five goals in a quarter is just enormous at this level, and it's uh, traditionally pretty tight contests. And, look, if you can kick 12 goals in a VWFL game, it's gen- generally game game set match so look they'll want to keep them to three in this term get two or three of their own get it back under 24 always keep in touch hopefully come out in the third and and sort of get close enough and then run over at the end because you're not going to just kick four or five goals in a matter of minutes against Darab and you've just got to chip away and that's what they'll be trying to do in the second term. As we get ready to go to the break, uh, we've got a uh, quarter time score in from Tin Alley and St Kilda Sharks 3-3-21 lead Melbourne Uni two straight 12. Hmm, interesting. Close game out there, so the Sharks have got a battle on their hands. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com. Thanks to Auto Clinic, former Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. The Darabin Falcons 5-3-33 lead the Devils one straight six. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, 4 Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459-6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin. And Falcons. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Get behind the wheel of a V8, or any car for that matter, and it's all about being in control. Get behind the wheel after you had a few drinks and you risk losing that control. You're much more likely to cause a crash or even kill someone. So before you drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink or pull your money together to share a taxi. The life you save might be your own. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's five fifty, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over six billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish? Uh, 
may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop open till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop button from Burnley train station. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back with a rice full, a mouthful of rice bubbles, should I say, here at Mulgrave Reserve. We're, we've, we've absolutely raided the bake sale. The bake here. sale is up and about. It's, it's not good for my dog, but I'm literally parked right next to it. Yeah, <laughs> question marks raised there, Pete. You could have gone half what you, what you purchased, and maybe that's what you should have done. You should have paid double for everything, because I know you wanted to donate, but you didn't have to get the goods to do that. Well, that's why you helped me out by eating half of it. Yeah, that was the point, wasn't it? <laughs> and I've got the rest of that rice bubbles for half time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Love your work. So 33-6 to 6 here at the moment. The urban leaders, they've just broken up from their respective huddles for quarter time. As we're discussing off air during this break, it's really the first goal the Devils need to kick to be in this game. Oh, absolutely. And it's got to come from the start. It's got to come from the first bounce. I mean, they got three clearances out of the centre breaks. Uh, so three to four in the first uh, first quarter, but every time they got a centre break, it was an up country ball and straight to two or three Falcons. So it's got to just be less negative here. I mean, look, we can always already see how negative they're going, Pete. All defensive side, the Eastern Devils, and when I say defensive side, it's it's forty metres defensive side out here on the wing. So they've obviously uh, sent the message to lock it down a little bit here, as the ball will be bounced. Any moment now as the hooter sounds down here at Mulgrave Reserve. And Brennan in the middle for the Falcons as it's bounced and it favours Carney and she clearly wins the tap down to Lambert who shovels it back to Muller who kicks up towards centre half for Darcy through the mitts, couldn't take it. Perk, oh lovely hands, Perk over the top to Trend who galloped onto it, was tackled by Delpos. Could have been in the back, umpire wave play on. Working overtime down here now the Falcons. Privatelli went backwards the wrong way. Oh, Lawson Tavern kick off the oh. ground. And it came from... I think it's land. Was it, it was down there and just away to the right. It, I don't think she ever possessed the ball. I think it was off the ground or off the middle of her shin. Flew through post high and away to the right, first score. And, gee, that could have been anything. That could have been the start they were after, but just the one behind. A kick in from full back from Privatelli towards Arnell in the pocket. Uh, now on the left, going up the line. Kick isn't that great. Brennan had to try and come late. Picked off beautifully here by the That's Devils. The kick. They send it long and high. Oh. Privatelli's under pressure. Took a mark with McGotch coming at her. And Privatelli will relieve on the right. Heading in the Brennan direction who flies. Almost outmarked. O'Day tries to triple one along the ground. Gained about 10 metres. Found the boundary line. We'll have a throw in. Half back for the Falcons. 55 metres out from their defensive goal. Yeah, now look, Peter. I'm all for kicking it to your best player, but... Jeez, if they're your centre-half forward and they're at centre-half forward, kick it to them, but not your centre-half forward on the back flank against three. <laughs> They've done it twice, the Falcons. It has a look like coming off. So the ball will be tossed back in, right half forward. Devils in attack. Looking to get the first goal on the board. They trail by 26 points. Bundling her way through over there is Brennan, who's moved onto the footy at the beginning of this term. 
And the umpire calls for it, and it'll be bounced at half forward. 55 out from the Devils' attacking goal. It's tossed up. Taps one by Egan towards the boundary side. Numbers, though, with the Devils around this contest. Muller's in there laying the tackle. Now the ball comes free. Chance for Brennan to break away. Tackle just got a handball away. Nick of time. Boundary line was the target and the option. She found it. Just on the attacking side of centre. Still for the Devils. But they're 90 out from home. And they're on the outer side of Mulgrave Reserve. And they need to try and work this one over the back. Indeed it is. And a chance there for Ainge had it momentarily. Ball topped out with a long high kick. Comes through. One, two, no, not paid. Privatelli in front. Got the little hand pass out. Al now up against the boundary line. Will she escort it over? She decides to keep it in. Tackle laid on the last line. The umpire said no, throw it in. It's over the boundary line now. Durkin's trying to be uh, trying to be the trick, the trick there. By the way, they hit the wrong button on the scoreboard, so it's got a loop of an ad showing at the moment instead of the time clock, which is... Uh, Whoops, someone hit the wrong button there as it went over the back of Privatelli. They're trying to get the hand pass back to Hannah Scott who wheeled around from 40 metres out from Golma Gotchwell to Darcy! Well, they're looking better. Mm, Callanan didn't want to go back in the hole there. Got caught out of position. Darcy, if she kicks this, which she should from directly in front from 15 metres out, all of a sudden just gives the uh, Devils that little bit of hope. So we've gone about three, three and a half minutes in this second quarter. Not an easy kick from here, Pete, because you're just on that sneaky 20 out. you just got to be careful with it. Left boot and drives it home. Devils get the first goal of the quarter. They move to two straight 12. Darabin 5-3-33 here on GolmsPlayFooty.com. This quarter, thanks to the Rising Sun Hotel, and that's on the corner of Swan and Burnley Streets in Richmond. Yes, lovely establishment down there, Pete, and sponsor of the Devils, of course. And I'll tell you what, the Devils, they deserve that goal, that tireless work to keep the ball locked in their end. And they get it back to 20 points, and gee, they needed that. But again, it's just one. They need another, and they need to just keep chipping away because, gee whiz, I'll tell you what, the Falcons have really dominated. And to be only 20 points in front now, it, it seems almost an injustice. As the ball's in the centre of the ground and bounced up again as Trend comes through. And, geez, lovely tackle laid on there by Tindall, who hasn't really come into the game as much as she normally would, Kate Tindall. She's a bit of a prime mover for the Falcons. Playing a nice tackle there on Jess Trend as the ball's tossed back up and Trend comes in again. She's got the leather poisoning at the start of this term. Umpire calls a throw against Trend. And Trend didn't complain, and she's one to complain. So she obviously threw it out. Free kick to the Falcons. And uh, Wayne to claim it. Might be Katie Brennan. And uh, she'll take it. And Hammer wanted it. And the umpire said, no, nah, Hammer has to have it. So <laughs> Katie wanted it. Uh, you rake up the possessions as Hammer now kicks it towards Vasio. Oh. Long way out from home between centre, half forward and centre. Lang just gave the Donagi to a couple of players. Out to Brennan who does the link up. Working wide to Tyndall who now kicks it in the O'Connor direction. She crashed her opponent. Oh. Hutchins now got it. Hand pass straight down the throat of Delpos. Put it in the hole. And O'Day, like a filtering Gully just reached out both hands and said thanks and took a mark and will be lining up for goal from around about 20-25 metres out slight angle. Yeah, it was I just had to kill that. That was a that was a kill the footy option there for the Devils and they couldn't get it done and the Falcons again just so efficient inside 50. And she's missed. It's away to the right. That's a let off the hook job. 5-4-34 for Darabin. Two straight 12. 
for the Eastern Devils. We've gone to roughly about five minutes in the second term. Yes, I reckon of their nine shots at goal, the Falcons, I reckon they've had eight set shots. Had a lot of set shots. Hutchins, the restart, looks and to the left and sees O'Connor and says, well, stuff it. We're going the other way. Does exactly that. Dumps it long. Ball goes to the back of the pack. Now O'Connor goes over to help out. Gets the handball over towards O'Day. Kicks it inside, attacking 50. Lang at the back. Couldn't quite take the mark. Now goes back in to get her own footy. Doing a bit of wheeling and dealing, dancing and prancing down there. Handball back to Hammond. Now O'Connor just jams it on the boot. Poor kick. Lands in the arms of Hutchins in the right back pocket for the Devils. And Hutchins decides to work it wide. Seeing the mark. I think McNamara out there long. So she just looks for some options and decides to go long and high on the boot. Darcy comes out. Oh, took the mark, but it was a step over the boundary line out of bounds of the full. And Hammond now has it. Just looking to play on. Comes back in board. Then kicks it long towards 40 out from goal. Good punch in there by Hutchins. Might get the one-two here. Then kicks it up the wing. It's a dribbler of a kick. McNamara comes out. Pardon me. It's Scott that comes out to meet it. Puts it in the Jess Foster direction. Pierce near a hammer. Foster picks it up, though, with space. Has to try and kick it around the corner. Perkins is nearby. They can get to her. Pressure laid on. Bibby got it back. Dropped it. Hand pass away while under pressure. Ball spilled free. Foster now put it on the right. Perkins comes. Coming out afterwards, Oops. went for the late jump, took out Arnell, ball on the oh, ground. Pick. The forward <laughs> pressure. Cleaned up Privatelli on the way through, close towards the boundary line. It will go out now, but Perkins, sensational, beat two and kept the ball inside the forward 50 for the Devils. And then she was knackered and she wanted the line. <laughs> just got it over the line. She looked around and said, oh, it's a four-on-one stuff, this. We'll just get it out and we'll go again. It'll be Perkins in the ruck against Egan. It's a short throw-in, so Egan wins the tap unopposed effectively. Delpos jams it on the left outside defensive 50, only as far as Scott, who snaps a footy back towards the pocket. All the defence, they should have punched that away, and they decided to mark, and it it could come unstuck. Ball hacked towards the top of the goal square. Numbers over the Falcons. Hickey working overtime on her defensive goal line. Kicks out wide in search of Tyndall. Couldn't take the mark. In there trying to force it clear and... Working absolutely overtime in there was Spindler. Managed to get it out. And then Heil came in, laid the tackle, bounce at left half forward. Falcons working overtime in defence, but they lead by 21 points. As we've now got the correct score at seven minutes into this uh, first term. Del Parsop caught nearly by Trent, got it out to Pierce. Pierce tries to weave around, gave the hand pass to O'Day, who missed it. Close towards the boundary line, now goes out in front of Richard Del and the Darabin bench. So 5-4 playing 2-1 here on girlsplayfooty.com this quarter for the Rising Sun Hotel, corner of Swan and Burnley Streets in Richmond. He can put it down the throw to Pierce. He got caught straight away, and the umpire says you were red hot. And that will be a free kick to Hannah Scott's having a blinder of a game so far. Scott heading for Perkins. No, just cut off. Egan cut back across the hole and then took a mark, went up the line for O'Day. And O'Day now has it. Hugs close towards the boundary line. Too wide on the kick. If it went any wider, it would have been landed straight on the chest of one Daniel Hill. And that means a free kick back into play for number 49 of the Devils in Jamie Lambert. So Jamie with two E's. Jamie Lambert. Goes with a long high footy. Perk the sit. Darcy at the back, but lovely Mark Astro Connor in the middle of that pack. And she marks 25 from her defensive goal. And yet again, Daisy Pierce doesn't have an opponent. 
I feel like calling Astro O'Connor the bank because you can always you can always trust Astro O'Connor. Give all your money to it. Give anything to Astro O'Connor. It's in the safest of hands. And here it is, right on cue. Pete finds Hammond on the wing. Hammond with that awkward-looking kicking style up towards Lang. Oh, couldn't take the mark. She wanted me to revisit the two gloves. Hasn't marked well today. Done everything else perfectly though. O'Connor came through, kicked it off the uh, outside of the boot when she was trying to snap it. And she kicked it out of bounds on the full and then said to Jane Lang, well, Jane, why'd you handball it to me there? I was in trouble. And we'll kicked wait. it out of bounds on the full. For that to be brought back into play. Cuts back there, I think. And just wants to give the uh, wind-up long and high with the kick. Carney. It's a high floater. Carney in the middle. Egan came through with a late fist. Uh, Delpos jumped on the ball straight away. Ball popped out, though. Scott tried to slap it along the carpet. Ball's still alive there. Mulling gets the don't argue. They got slung, if you don't mind, by O'Day. Threw it like a ragdoll. In goes Hutchins as well. Then he put it down the throat of the opponent in O'Day. O'Day held onto it. Got it to Brennan. Brennan gave the don't argue. Then got on the right boot. Put a nasty high kick on it. Vizio comes charging after. One bounce, got into hands, then left the Delpos. Delpos, left foot, snap. And oh. has it clipped the post? It might have on the way through. And it's a minor score. 5-5-35, Darabin. The Devils, 2-1-13. Ten minutes gone, second turn for the Rising Sun Hotel, Richmond. Right on my eye, she, she said, oh, well, I'm going to back the padding on the post here. <laughs> so she jammed herself between the post and the ball. And just went the other side. Great courage. And Muller. Takes the uh, the kick out on the chest. Has Trend working wide for and goes in that direction. Has O'Connor for company, but a great kick. And Trend marks on her knees, and then O'Connor holds her up, and that should be 25, umpire. Especially if it's only 25. But wasn't interested. Ball goes up the line in search of Carney. Slapped away by her. Oh, Pierce came through on the burst. Back to Hickey. Standing start. Manages to get away from Iang up towards half forward, but only as far as Jess Trend, who marks it left half back. Trend looking for some options. Wants to go up the line. The umpire's blown the whistle here. 25. And going to pay a 25. Thank God. Going over the mark. Yep. I don't care if you take I don't care if you take half a step. Come with me. Thank you. And slowing the game down. Bad luck. Darcy wanted to take the kick, but he said no. It must be taken by Trend. So Jess Trend. And Lang's still over the mark there. She can come back to full 25. At half back flank. Play on calls the umpire. Wants to go for the oh, switch. What have you done? Switch put it to three Falcons. Put it straight down the throat of a CEO. When in doubt, you go down the line. Here's the long high kick. Murwood coming out. Oh, well Spalled it away from Lang. Close towards the boundary line. Lang tries to go in and pick it up. Picked off beautifully by McNamara. Hand pass oh. over the top to Trandor. Oh, dangerous stuff here by the uh, Devils. And uh, ball kept alive by Lang. Went back trying to find O'Day. Dropped it. Got it back again. O'Day oh. got the kick away while she was being pulled down. Ball slapped in front, right nearby, picked off by uh, Brennan, sat on goal, has it cleared? Yes. It has. In fact, it might not have been in Brennan, it might have been Reynolds, in fact, it was. And that goal to the Falcons sends them to 6-5-41, the Devils 2-1-13. What could you say about the Eastern Devils with that switch? Oi. Uh, they had their opportunity after that, though, I mean... They could have cleared the ball away, and the handball inside was probably the more disappointing thing. You're in your right back pocket. You're handballing to mainly right footers running onto their left foot in board. Oh, It's just no sense to it whatsoever. Margin blows out to 28 points, and she's talk about needing the next one, Pete. Mm. So Perk into the ruck. Still a bit of bustling in there, big Perk. Knocked it out. Couldn't get it away, though. 
working overtime back there was Lan. She got the handball clear, and Perkins is in there. She says, well, I'm going to rescue us. Stuff this. I'm moving in the midfield. So she kicks it up towards half forward. Now Darcy, her regular partner in crimes, working overtime. Lambert's out there, snapped around the corner. Oh, bouncing footy. It's a dangerous one for Privatelli, who just got the handball away. Not sure exactly how, but... She did it and managed to get it clear. Now Lambert, she's at right half forward, kicks to the top of the square, and Privatelli, gee, she backtracked, and she, she's a rock back there from makes them look like a much better side. Yep, I said you had to come back over the player on the mark, so she'll get another no, opportunity. free kick. Callanan, so they paid the free instead of the mark. So Callanan just looks around for some options. Wants to go to the switch and then decides to go the line. And, oh, she's in two minds here. Then goes oh, to Privatelli. They almost, the away. They almost <laughs> get to the point. Privatelli, Longford, Delpos, oh. sitting duck. Trent came out, dropped it. Got it back, Tindall under pressure. Then got it across quickly to the snap. Darcy from the side. Looking for Darcy. Yes. One, two, and it's paid. I think it was Lan who uh, got a boot to ball, put it up high. Darcy came out from about 20, 25 out. And juggled it, and from a pretty similar spot, she kicked one earlier. She'll be directly in front. And again, another crucial kick here for the Devils at the 13-and-a-half-minute mark of the second quarter for the Rising Sun Hotel, Swan and Burnley Streets, Richmond. Sarah Darcy for the Devils. Inchy creeps. Kicks it close to the player on the mark. Left boot, and she lights it. That's a goal for the Devils, and for Darcy, that is her second of the afternoon. 3-1-19, trailing 6-5-41. Here on girlsplayfooty.com for the Rising Sun Hotel, Swan and Burnley Streets, Richmond. Gee, I tell you what, Pete, they needed that one, and great footy in the end. They, they forced they, they forced Aramon into a switch, and that's what you've got to put it down to. They they stacked the the uh, the flat side of the ground. They, they really got numbers across um, to the outer wing and forced them to go fat. And, Pete, in those situations, when you almost kick a goal for the opposition, obviously it would be a point because you can't yeah. do that. Um, I was always of the the theory that if you've taken a risk and you've half-stuffed it up, just kick it into row 50 and start again. They didn't do that. They tried to go out wide to Delpos, and that, she's one of the smallest that, players on the ground that come unstuck. That's a rule change I wouldn't mind seeing, that if you touch it or if you force the ball through your opponent's goals, it counts as a goal, just like soccer, just to make it interesting. Put that out added pressure on to make sure you kick it through the points yeah that would make it interesting ball back in the center of the ground perkins again against lawson tavern just used used the frame and took it out of the ruck perk she's just too smart for lawson tavern in there although she couldn't get the handball away and now working her way through is lambert they've worked very defensively back here they've gone 70 meters backwards 75 meters they're in their defensive back pocket now handball to murrowood well it worked out in the end kind of kick out wide's a shocker and the Falcons will look to repel this one back inside attacking 50. Got a feeling it might be Byrne wearing the 70 Sherelle Byrne. He decides to come back in board. And taking it now is Hammond. And Hammond just looking around for some options. Got on the right. Had to go long. Brennan was there. Knocked out of her hands. Ball oh, the deck. Uh, tried to charge her way through Lang. Looking for Tyndall. Tyndall with a hand pass backwards to O'Day. O'Day under pressure. One step kicking for CO. And she was outmarked on that occasion. Guess who? Meg Hutchins. She's calm, cool and collected. She takes the mark on the last line of defence. Oh, and then terrible kick from Hutch. It was a shocker. It's a four-on-one. O'Connor's there and threw it out. Umpire didn't see it. was blindsided. It doesn't matter because the Devils have finished up with it. Now, they've managed to clear Hickey's head, but 
Jeez, Mal, does she get every bounce in the world? Just sits up for her beautifully. Handball back to Egan, up towards half forward. Couple of flies at this. Perk comes through, says stuff this, and goes the big don't argue. Knocked a few over and kicked it wide, looking for the boundary line and finds it. And we'll have a throw in centre wing. Perkins still in the ruck against Lawson Tavern. I tell you what Perkins gives them. Presence. Absolutely. And here it is again. She's jumped on by Pierce. Third man up. And Perk had a look around and said, what are you doing, Daisy? Give you a clip next time you come past me. <laughs> she stuck the knee in the ribs. Up by wave play on. Ball up towards half forward. Iang had it. Lost it. Now Darcy gives it back to her. Iang lost it again. Um, coming through was Pierce. She's all wrapped up. I think uh, Darcy's in there trying to, mu- <laughs> trying to mug her and steal her wallet. Gunfire says, I'll bounce at 65 out from the attacking goal of the Devils. Perkins versus Lawson Tavern in this contest. Perkins wins it and tries to slap it forward. <laughs> Trying to go through there as Privatelli. Ball popped out, though, for Brennan. Brennan oh. just went for rain with this kick through the hands there of McDonald, who couldn't hang on to That's it. the kick. Kicked off by Hannah Scott. It's high. It's floating in the air. Oh. Just trying to get to it. This gun, he got knocked over. She's maybe in the that. back. Going in there, Lawson Tavern That's again. Ball. They're for it. The umpire's watching. Comes in and says, no, I'll I'll call for a ball up as uh, it was Hickey on the bottom of that and you could see uh, <laughs> the water bottle being thrown to ground by Daniel Hill not happy about that decision as Tavern goes up wins Holy the contest fun, got it across to Privatelli got it on the left went long oh yeah what a mark no not pay went diving for it Brennan on her hammer will get it back because she bounced up like a uh, like a jumping jack got it across there to Murrowwood Murrowwood went towards the forward line had a Scott up against the boundary line puts Ooh. the boot in the air Darcy, Darcy parked underneath Ooh. it knocked out of her hands though solid work by Hogan, it's out of bounds, and will call for a throw-in about a metre around from the right-hand point post. If you've just joined us, Darabin 41, Devils 19, 18 minutes gone, second term. So, ball to be tossed back in. Deep forward pocket. Darcy to do the ruck work. Perkin, Perkins is the plus one in the wall at the moment, which is where the ruck woman should be. Although she wouldn't hear a bad addition around this contest, because it's pretty tight in there. The numbers are with the Falcons. They've got three extras around this. As it'll be tossed back in. Yet again, they're probably 25 metres around from attacking goal. Now it's a short throw in. It favours Lawson Tavern. It's knocked forward by Bibby. But now it opens up for McNamara, who dashes around. Oh, left and right, right and left, and boundary line wins out. In fact, it was Jamie Lambert over there. So another 15 metres gained by the Falcons. Throw in 40 out. And this time Perkins comes up to the contest. And Lawson Tavern again, and this time Perkins just muscles her out of the way and slaps it forward. Iron came in, dived on top of it, laid the tackle. Perkins came in, kicked it up towards full forward. Heil comes out, gathers on the bounce. or oh, couldn't quite get the handball clear. Ball deep in the right forward pocket, and we'll have another bounce. That's Burn on the bottom of that mess. So Burn is definitely wearing the 36. Well, so we can track down the 70 soon as the umpire will ball it up just near the goal square. Up there it goes. Darcy in the contest. Egan one out. Put straight down the throat of her rover who was going absolutely nowhere. Oh, then it's picked off here. Boss had to go with a hand pass. It was awkward looking. Scott tried to get it. Pierce tried to keep it alive along the ground. Brennan comes in with the cavalry. Manages to fight hard and scrap for it. Oh. Got pulled down but got a kick away. Went about 50 metres up in the air and straight back down. Oh, Hutchins was parked under it. Dropped it. Hutchins 48 metres out from goal. Goes the snap towards the hot spot. Good mark taken. It's by the Falcons, and I've got a feeling it's, is it Bibby back there? No, in fact it is uh, Sherelle Byrne who got it, gave up the hand pass to Pierce, Pierce drives up the line, Scott got a hand in it to spoil it, but it was read best by Brennan Brennan comes back in board, at the feet there of Tyndall, Tyndall under pressure from the oh. gosh, G-O-N-E gone! 
So free kick to the Devils. Left half forward. Need to go quickly. Numbers now back for the Falcons. Ball banged in. Fly it. It was Darcy 10 in line. Couldn't take the mark. All the numbers now with the Falcons at the fall. And the ball comes back towards the wing with Carney. All lovely hands. No wonder they look for her on plenty of occasions. That was a terrific grab. Switch of the play is a dangerous one. Back trend in. She couldn't take the grab. Coming through was Scott. Went for a little dinky ball to Iron, which she probably should have handballed it. Now she's kicked it forward. Don't know how. Now Darcy comes in to help out. McNamara's in there. Ragdoll as she kicked. Didn't travel the required, says the umpire. Trend comes in. 35 out from goal. Wrapped up. And another bounce with four remaining in the second term. Still the Falcons by 22 points, but they're getting worked over here. Pete, will the pressure tell? And uh, Perkins knocked out of her hands, red best by Pierce, but uh, ricocheted off somebody's shoulder. Picked off by Hannah Scott. Big snap round the corner. Gonna land in the goal square. One bottle of the cherry mark taken on the last line. And that is taken by Rebecca Privatelli with a metre to spare. Goes short to O'Day in the back pocket. O'Day, club room side of the ground, goes up the line looking for Tyndall. Just marked it inside the boundary line. In front of the coaches' benches for the Falcons. Tyndall going up the line. Line. The CO is good. They're working wide and it's linking up with some marks. First time we've seen that from any side for a number of uh, games. Oh, through the hands there of Brennan when they try to switch. Hickey used a great hip and shoulder. Hand pass back to Brennan. Brennan working and they're opening up on the other side. Taken by Hammond. Hammond takes one bounce. Hammond looking for a second bounce. Hammond running to 50. Pulls a kick at the last second when she could have blazed. Had O'Connor working out wide. O'Connor tries to pick it up. She's oh, all wrapped tackle. up nicely. And the umpire blows the whistle and says, I'll call for a ball up. 35 metres out from the Falcons goal. Three minutes remaining in the quarter. So that's Steph Carroll over there. That was a great tackle. Absolutely ball and all. I tell you what Darabin did that none of the other sides of the competition have done so far this year. About four marks in a row. Yeah, and Hannah Scott's just come off the ground. She's blown up. Who's going to need the power agent at half time? Hammond back of the pack. She's 40 out to the top of the goal square where Vasia almost had the sit. Ball bounced on its point. Landed with Brennan. Wrapped up immediately. Oh, she hurt in there, Brennan. That was awkward. That was very, very awkward. Hopefully she's okay. Yeah, plenty of uh, flexibility for Katie. She's lucky it saved her there. That was very awkward. She's back to her feet and she's okay. And she'll be third player up here. Lovely slap by O'Connor. Now the ball's in the pocket with O'Day. She's under siege down there. And gone high. The other way. I reckon that was a high fend-off. Gee, that was lucky. So O'Day will have it. Where really the Devils would have been happy just to concede the point there. Yeah. Is it O'Day, Pete? It is comes in, 10 out sausage roll, out to 28 points a game and Elise Day, I tell you what Peter, we called the second half specialist I reckon she might have cracked the shits and uh, <laughs> started to uh, started to just really dominate in opening terms now and opening halves because gee, she has been scintillating today, easily the best so far on the ground and out to 28 points and it's uh <laughs> Yeah, it's trouble stations again for the Devils because that 28 points, it can't stay there for too much longer because it's just not being chipped away at this margin. 7-5, leading 3-1, and that is all thanks to the Rising Sun Hotel on the corner of Swan and Burnley Streets in Richmond. The umpire bounces the ball. Ligan now moved back into the rack for the uh, Falcons. Almost pays dividends to Pierce. He got tackled by a hand pass away towards uh, Astro O'Connor. And the siren sounds... 
Now, to be fair, there's 24 minutes on the clock here on the screen, but the screen had problems during the second quarter. So we would suggest that the timekeepers are on the money there. But uh, when you look at that, 47 to 19, essentially the quarter, I think, was on by a point by Darabin. So the Falcons would have been filthy because they were leading the quarter something like two goals to one, and they were trying to work away for their third goal and couldn't get the dividends. That's the Falcons' day, isn't it? They've been doing all the hard work but the result's not there. Yeah, absolutely. And look, great quarter from Sarah Darcy. She took two really solid contested marks. Um, Hutch was fantastic in the back line for the Devils again. I mean, geez, if she wasn't out there, it'd be well and truly over. But uh, they just... Uh, a lot of those middle players for the Devils in that term just really started to work themselves into the contest. I think the light bulb went off in the brain that said, hey, we can match it with these guys. You know, we're not... We're not a 100-point worse offside than the Falcons. We're, we're well and truly in this. We're, we're premiership contenders, and we're, we're going to take it up to you in the contest and, and hopefully try and bridge the gap. And they did it on a couple of occasions, but at the end of the day, um, at halftime, it was to no avail because in terms of the, the momentum of the game, they haven't really bridged the gap at all. And as you said, Pete, just that last two or three minutes when the Falcons just said, hey, yeah, you might have had us for five or ten there, but... We're still a much better side than you guys, and you're going to have to hold us for a bit longer if you're uh, if you're going to come back and win this game. So, look, really good quarter of footy. We learnt a lot in that term, and at the halftime break, it's three one nineteen. That's uh, that's the Devils, uh, the Falcons seven five forty seven. So, twenty eight point lead, and uh, and the goal kickers are for the Falcons. Brennan and Vasio have two, and we have singles to Reynolds, Lang, and O'Day. Um, and for the Devils, we have two to Darcy and one in the first term to Foster. So, Pete, your thoughts on the first half? It's uh, evenly matched second term, but still a gap to be bridged for the Devils. Well, Brendan Major had to roll the dice in that quarter, and he had and it almost paid dividends as well. He moved Darcy to a deep full forward, and Darcy's been working out of the goal square. It's a robbing Peter to pay portrait, because normally she can be very effective up on the half-forward flank, but he's thinking, I need something happening in the goal square, because he has to take Perkins out of the goal square and put Perkins in the middle of the ground. Perkins mm. is one of those players who can only run in the middle of the ground for five or six minutes, but when she does, she gives presence. She's a body in there that's to be reckoned with. And when she gets the ball, when it's a clearing kick at 60 or 70 metres, it's no handoff rubbish. It's a case of, we are driving forward. <laughs> We're not mucking around. Yeah, and, and that's the best way to be. Sometimes against a side like Darabin, you mm. need someone who's got the bigger body, who's got the aggression. It was showed last week uh, when they played the St Kilda Sharks. The Falcons were monstered by Brianna Davey. Bri- uh, Brianna Davey isn't as bigger in body as Sarah Perkins, but she's still a big body, a big body, a physical presence. And the Falcons don't like the physical presence being there. Yeah, and that's because, I mean, uh, like O'Day, O'Day is, I don't know, in a footy jumper. She looks bigger than perhaps she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Pierce is not overly large. Hammond probably is, provides a little bit more of the, the presence element. Yeah. It probably doesn't play as part of the, the three first-choice mids because mm-hmm. they probably prefer to go with Del Poss and a few others. So they, they are relatively short-handed in terms of size in the middle and, of the Falcons. And again today in the ruck, they've gone with the, the lighter option. They've gone with Egan in the ruck, and when Egan's not running in the ruck, they've put Genevieve Lawson Tavern in the ruck, mm. and they've kept away from using O'Connor in the ruck and more using O'Connor as a ruck rover. Yeah, and, uh, and I think that's a, another reason why they've um, decided on decided on putting Callan in at half-back, because it's almost to say, well, We've almost got too many of the same player mm. um, to run through the midfield there, so we're going to 
maybe side with someone like Kate Tindall to go through the midfield more than perhaps someone like Nicole Callan because Tindall is a bigger body. But, um, yeah, look, really interesting dynamics for, for the Falcons because they've got to get their mix sorted out. And you can see they're still still playing around with it. Even Brennan being in the middle at the start of that uh, start of that quarter and O'Connor sometimes coming off centre-half back and sometimes coming from centre-half forward. They're, they're mixing it up, which is good, but I'm not sure they're mixing it up as part of any sort of plan. I think they're trying to actually work out where the best fit is, and I don't think they've quite managed to come across that just yet. And I think Beck Privatelli being back on the side has again thrown things around because she is just your full-back slash take-the-number-one-forward type. And she's been a big difference-maker today for them. Half-time score coming in from uh, Tin Alley, where it was nine points difference at quarter time, and then the Sharks just went bang! And the Sharks 6-7-43 lead Melbourne Uni 2-2-14. Yeah, that was... When you, when you said the uh, well, it was 3-3 three, three to 2-2? Two, two. Uh, it was 3-3 three, three three to 2, two straight. straight. Yeah, so six scoring shots to two. And I said, oh, yeah, interesting. And, yeah, we, and then, then no surprise. Three goals, four to two behinds of that quarter. So even though they're not exactly sprinting away with it, the Sharks are uh, working their way ahead. And you almost feel like for the final four, just playing the theme to Jaws. <laughs> the Sharks music, because it's like you're just sensing the water. The Sharks are coming. The Sharks are coming. <laughs> Well, I think the key for the Sharks is to kick 10 goals in games. Yeah. If they can kick 10 goals in a game, I don't think they'll be beaten. Mm. And, I mean, well, I go against my own theory because they kicked 10-6 last week and lost. But that's the mark. If you can kick 10-plus goals, you're going to beat most sides. And they need consistently... And Melbourne Uni can't do that. Consistently, they need two goals each from the likes of Benici and Walsh. Because Walsh, as she's been great in the forward line, hasn't kicked a goal all year. Yeah. They need two goals each from them consistently. So it shows that, okay, even if you try to shut down Mo Hope, you've got to deal with the others. Yeah, and that's why I'd like to see him put maybe Pepper Randall or, I don't know, someone just a bit off-suit down in the forward line. It's mm. a bit of a twin attack or, I don't know, even just hope in the midfield. Start hope in the midfield at the start of every second quarter mm. and put... Put three forwards up there or just do something a bit funky. Get get inventive. Make them guess. Mm. Dictate to them. Make them play you. That's yeah. what St Kilda... That's going to be a hard thing, and I've, I've discussed this with you off air, Pete. It's going to be a hard thing for the Sharks to get into their minds that they're going to have to start dictating to oppositions. Mm. That's when you become the big dogs. Mm. And they are in, in personnel and in club land and in off-field... And they've come a long way, and they're a really good side, but they've got to, the mindset of everyone involved has got to start to change to let's dictate to them. Because we know that that's what the Falcons do. You don't want to go too far one way, because then when you're getting yeah. dictated to, you can't come back the, the other, other way. way. But you just, when you're on top, you've just got to put the foot on the throat, dictate to them, and bury sides. And that's where... The mentality can change, and it looks like if you're out there at Melbourne Uni and you're just putting the foot on the freight, it's probably a good little start. Well, that's why I said two weeks ago when they beat Diamond Creek by about 50-odd points, as I said, a normal St Kilda side in years gone by would have got a, maybe a hit by 30 points at three-quarter time, maybe the foot off the gas, would have been happy with a three- or four-goal win. But because they put the foot on the throat and killed off uh, Diamond Creek to the tune of 9 to 10 goals, mm. I went, now we're looking at a different side altogether. Now we've got a side that's got a killer instinct, and that's what you need to win finals. A side that can go, right, we've got the foot on the throat, bury the other team so they don't come back. 
Yeah, but I guess the issue for me there, Pete, is we know which side made the changes, and that was Diamond Creek throwing things around. Mm. So that's what... I, I, As I've said, you've got to have two or three different ways you can play, and I think if you're just plonking my hope in the goal square and you're just sticking with what you're putting Pepper Randall on the wing and you, you've got... Um, and that's where it's been great with... Um, Oh, Davey there because... How's my pronunciation? So I'll get this right. I've got to read it off a page, though. I'll, I'll get so this the, right. Not, not Lucas Tully right. No, no, you're looking at... Um... Achimpong. Achimpong and Baisley as the dual rucks. Mm. That's another string to the bow. Then maybe they could put Achimpong in the goal square. Something silly. Baisley in the goal square. Oh, they've used times Baisley in the goal square, particularly as well when they put Achimpong in the ruck and they put McWilliams on the ball. Exactly. I mean, and we've seen it, but it's sort of fleeting. And it's almost as though the other 17 or 16 on the ground, it doesn't suit them. Mm. They got it. The other 16, 17 have got to get used to a few different looks because the opposition won't be used to it when they get thrown a few different things at them, and that's what makes you a really good side. That's the difference between being third and fourth and being first and second. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com at 89.1 FM at the ground where the Eastern Devils 3-1-19 trail the Darabin Falcons 7-5-47 in the round nine of the VWFL and the Catherine Watton Cup. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bump from Burnley train station. I usually wear white and I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if Orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by Emery's and A. Smallwood. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes for RAD. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Get behind the wheel of a V8 or any car for that matter and it's all about being in control. Get behind the wheel after you had a few drinks and you risk losing that control. You're much more likely to cause a crash or even kill someone. So before you drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink or pull your money together to share a taxi. The life you save might be your own. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. Social events, corporate events, birthdays, parties, weddings, music for the masses. DJs, live musicians, you set the date, we'll set the mood. Music for the masses, 1-800-4-MUSIC. 1-800-4-MUSIC. Music for the masses. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain. 
appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. That's five fifty, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over six billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish. Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. Help the Fred Hollows Foundation continue my husband's work. $25 can help someone see again. Please call 1-800-352-352 or visit hollows.org.au. Need to get to the airport? Looking for safe, clean, reliable transport for a special event? Sick of standing in taxi queues? Give NICE a ride a try. NICE a ride is the safe, reliable alternative to catching a taxi. They guarantee that they'll be there on time in a clean, chauffeur-driven vehicle, taking the worry out of getting to your destination, and for not much more than a regular taxi fare. Niceride, clean, affordable, reliable cars. Visit niceride.com.au for more details. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left-hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left-hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Social next events, time I'll teach corporate you events, birthdays, parties, weddings, music for the masses, DJs, live musicians. You set the date, we'll set the mood. Music for the masses. 1-800-4-MUSIC. 1-800-4-MUSIC. Music for the masses. You run a small business and you know that you need to have a social media presence. But you're already busy and you don't really understand the whole Facebook and Twitter thing. Sound familiar? That's where CKX Digital Solutions can help. For a low monthly fee, CKX will make sure that your business is keeping a dynamic presence in the increasingly important world of social media without adding to your already hectic schedule. Want to know more? Visit the CKX website, ckx.net.au. CKX Digital Solutions, your social media partner. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back to Mulgrave Reserve here on our girlsplayfooty.com match of the day where we're just about ready to wrap up the half-time break and it's a 7547 to 3 lead for the Darabin Falcons over the Eastern Devils. Both sides out there on the ground in their huddles as they get ready to uh, begin this third term between second and first and uh, again those scores from Tin Alley in Parkville in the other Premier Division match between uh, Melbourne University and the St Kilda Sharks. St Kilda Sharks 6743 leading Melbourne Uni 2-2-14 in that match. And, um, in fact, as we speak at the moment, another goal to uh, Brianna Davey, and uh, she lets her opponent know it, according to Archer's eye, leading to a fiery situation. Muggers are distracted at the moment, trailing 62-16. to So uh, the Sharks are well and truly running away with that game at Main Oval. No scores yet from the Spurs versus Quakers game out there, I think, at uh, Kings Park. 
So we're just waiting for things to get underway. Players in position as we're about to begin the third term here on girlsplayfooty.com this quarter. Thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights here in the Catherine Watton Cup. And to get us underway again, it's Daniel Hill. The sun poking through, Pete, which is uh, a nice change for the afternoon. Except when it shines on those uh, sideboards, which uh, <laughs> blind me every time out in the outer wing. Yes. Probably just a little lower now, so that's hopefully not going to get in our range. Umpire waits for the hooter, and he'll bounce it up in the centre of the ground. It's a lovely bounce. Ever since that first shocker, they've been absolutely on the money. First takeaway is for the Devils, and it comes from Scott up towards half forward. Ball bounces on its point. Oh, straight to Lawson Tavern, who was confronted immediately and got a handball away. Now Perkins, she's 50 out, just dribbles it in front of Darcy, bounces away from her. Over towards her right foot, which is her wrong foot, so she'll get back on her left. Does, kicks it across the face, and a lovely pass. And it lands in the arms of Lamb. It might have been fortuitous, but a mark right in front, 40 out nonetheless. Lambert celebrated her 50th game last week. They call her Chops, or by her new nickname, after accidentally being said by uh, by Brad Lenneman last week, Lammy. <laughs> <laughs> in she comes. Just starts it to the right goalpost, and it was... Sort of wobbling and shaping, and it was short. So Drew for the one behind, and a 27-point lead now to the Falcons as the restart is taken very quickly. And the long kick, Pierce at the back, front posse trend. The umpire said push out, and it's going out. the way of the Devils. I love but when Daisy gives away a free. She just looks like I couldn't give away a free. I'm Daisy Pierce. <laughs> a bit like Chris Jard. It's like, what, me? <laughs> me? But even though she knows, you've got to act like it's not yeah. possible. It's and Brilliant. As Trend now has it on the right boot. Long towards the top of the square. Came off hands. Darcy went up late. Waiting at the back is Hogan. Oh, who just did a sweeping dangerous. kick. Close towards the boundary line. Getting there in the nick of time is Hammond who received and went in the direction of Tyndall. Tyndall had front posse in the contest with McNamara close towards the boundary line. Devils trying to win out here. And a pack of players including Vasio come charging in. And the umpire will call for a ball up between centre wing and half forward flank for the Devils out of sight. 3-2 the Devils, Darabin 7-5. O'Connor's isolated deep for the Falcons if they can get it in long. And that seems to be the the order of the day. To, to rule out the plus one, Darabin have really pushed their forwards up nice and high. And there's one player in Darabin's half, or one set of players in Darabin's half at this point. As the ball is knocked forward in that direction, Scott came through, got one high. She's on the centre wing. She'll take the free kick. And it's gone against Brennan. And then O'Day didn't want to give it back to her. And now O'Day's over the mark, and the umpire's got to give it 25. Yep, yep, here we go. Good umpiring. It was it was already 25. They actually gave it against Brennan for mouthing off. But O'Day wouldn't give her the ball back and then stood over the mark. And now they haven't stood the mark, and O'Day's run in and encroached the five metres, so it should have been another 25, but the umpires just let it be one. Now, O'Day is adamant that she wants to stand the mark, and the umpires said, get out of there, or I'll give another one. So O'Day <laughs> sulks away. After all that, Scott's 40 out, having a shot at goal, and kick on its way. It starts left, and it's short. Offhand. Oh, to she the front. no. No, he didn't want to claim it either, did Darcy. Now, Lawson Tavern comes away. Nice little left foot pass. Oh, Delpos just didn't quite read it well enough. And she's laid a beautiful tackle down there. Just trend at half forward. 
Might have hurt Delpos also, and Trend goes in and pickpockets but couldn't work away. Delpos did well. She was hurt, she was injured, but she just managed to wrap an arm around and force a ball up. And Perkins goes up in this contest versus Egan. Brennan takes away the footy after picking it off the ground. Gets on the right boot, delivers long. Vasio waiting at the back, did yeah, well to work Haplin underneath it. Vasio class above, gives off the hand pass to Brennan who almost went without it, then he oh, got mown down. That was Scott incredible. came from nowhere. And just went, meep, meep, bang. <laughs> Ran her down. It was the CO's fault. She didn't quite lay the ship. But see, that's 25 run over Scott, the mark again. Scott goes long and landing on the chest of and taking a mark. Nearly getting a clip on the year, McGotch. And she'll be lining up directly in front. Out, Perks open. Perks yeah. one-on-one. Kick it to Perk. She's in the pocket. Go to her because you'd back her against Privatelli. But she Ooh, wants to go long. Perk. Darcy. Look at her. Look at, Look at her. Look Darcy. her. She's ready to lead. Darcy in the goal square. And holding up as long as she can, McGosh, but she's trying to size it up directly in front. Rushes in. Here's the kick. It's long and it's high. Perkins is going to be coming late in the queue. Run, Posse, one, two, three. Didn't bite it. Perkins trying to charge her way through. The kicker was smothered and uh, ended up being over the boundary line. Egan seeing it over. Two metres around from the right-hand point post. We'll throw it in. Five minutes gone, third term. 27-point lead to Darabin. They're pressing here. The Devils, you can just sense that the Falcons are a little frustrated. As the ball's tossed back in, it's a short throw in. Egan, ill-directed. Off the ground, <laughs> Muller, no. no. Oh, jeez, if that had been a goal, it would have been one of the goals of the century. But in the end, it went straight up in the air, and now the ball's tried to be cleared now by the Falcons to no avail. It's slapped back to Muller, who's pushed off the footy and then handballed when she was on her back. Good little handball came there. Gotch went for the high one and got it. It was Selwood-esque. She kind of threw her head in. She kind of put her arm up. It wasn't pretty. And Arnell gave it away. But it was there. And guess what? She's closer this time in, directly in front, probably about 30 metres out, just on her range. I think it just on her range. Lawson Tavern, actually, no no Arnell today, which is a noticeable loss for the Falcons. Noticeable that she hasn't been out there. So of course, spoken about Privatelli, but... Oh, Perks, she scored for the runaround. Oh, oh she Hulk had no momentum. And she's kicked it from 45 away to the left into the pocket. It'll be short. That was a, good, a lovely set play, but yeah. they just didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, you had, you knew straight away, as soon as Perkins went to put on the boot, the body was swinging around too much. She was going to put a hook on it. Yeah, she had no no momentum whatsoever. And here's the throw back into play. Egan wins out the contest. Ball on the ground. Havlin picked it up, went with a little hand pass over the top. In fact, that me, it was Lambert who did was trying to find Jess Foster but the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds 25 metres around from the left hand point post back into play Perkins goes to the contest wins it across here's a snap at goal towards the top of the goals but came off hands Darcy being shepherded off the ball trying to run down her opponent couldn't do so Falcons now clear it trying to find uh, Brennan who was caught behind her opponent oh Carty turns a good turn of space kicked it round the corner in fact it was Cal who drived it forward going in there Murrow Wood Privatelli as well umpire says holding and they're giving one away and uh, <laughs> you're not cheering for the Devils, are you? No, it's Privatelli. I'm cheering for the game, Pete, and that was soft. <laughs> and goes short to find Hickey, who's got a country mile. No one on it. Takes the mark down. Trent gets to the player on the mark. Half back flank. Clubber inside of the ground. Oh. oh, short on the kick, though. Sold a teammate up the creek. And-
McDonald, Carney trying to, Carroll trying to get a hand pass away, trying to lay the tackle there and Lambert, Great ducking shit. the head there and getting the kick is Havlin. Havlin's kick though, spotted Daisy Pierce. And they did well to hold her up there, but Pierce now on the right, up towards full forward, and coming out to meet it down there was Alice Ryan, did well, full chested, couldn't take the mark. Now O'Day waltzes her way through, shrugs a tackle or two, good smother coming through, courage on the line there. Now her work comes from Murrowood, oops, slipped at the crucial stage, trends in there, couldn't get the kick away, O'Day comes in and mugs her umpire waves play on, throw at the back, umpire said yep, saw that one and it'll be a free kick to Hutchins, or it'll be trend in fact, and she'll have it at right half back, the Devils trail by 27 points, who played 8 third term on girlsplayfooty.com radio and all thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Hodelberg Heights for this quarter the kick is dangerously close towards the boundary line, Mullen takes it centimetre perfect Pete, juggled on her chest in front of Del Delpos yeah, the numbers start. back for the Falcons here. Dead's going on the right, and oh, Hogan nearly pickpocketed by Ainge. Got support there in Perkins. Privatelli goes to lay a tackle. Trend on the bottom of that mess. Egan looking over, and the umpire says, I'll call for a ball up. They've got and a number up here. Look at, the, look at the Falcons. They've got a number up, the Devils. They're just a little dishevelled at the moment. Egan wins the tap down. Perkins lurking nearby, trying to cut, cut the way through there. Was O'Connor. Couldn't do so. Ainge got it outside. What's the boundary? <laughs> Archie, I think she wanted to run on the outside and realised, oops, I've got nobody there. <laughs> and went straight for the boundary line. And we will have a throw in 75 metres out from goal. So, ball toss back in. And it's going to be one of those low, hard throw-ins. Oh, no, little soft fairy puff. That was nice. The rucks like those ones. Couldn't do much with it, though, because there's plenty around it. And the umpire will be forced to call for it. And he'll throw it up in between the centre and the boundary line at half forward for the Devils in attack. O'Connor goes through and picking it up and smacking it forward there was Callanan up towards half forward. And running, running her way through there was Datsun. And she couldn't come up with it. Ball still at centre-half forward. Lang, little handball away. Nice. Well done. O'Day runs to 45. Low driving ball. She doesn't miss from there. Too easy in the end. They just let it get on the outside. Well done by Datsun initially. And O'Day gets her second. And they're the goals that just really drive a nail in and really hurt. And it goes out to 33 points. And that is, of course, thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. It is the Devils 3 2 Trailing Darabin 8 5 53. They've got to be frustrated with that because, literally, for what we've nearly hit the 10 minute mark, for I'd say seven minutes of that quarter, it was the Devils pressing, 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 and again, no reward for effort. Frustration is a bit like their game against Diamond Creek last week. Back in the middle, 8 5 plays 3 2. There's the bounce, and Carney goes up against Egan. Egan wins it down. Uh, Scott had it momentarily, went off her head, then found Pierce. Pierce tried to get it to Brennan, who went without the ball. Tyndall trying to lay some How pressure. Got it, now, nearly took the jumper over the head of a player on the way to the It was like an ice fight where you yeah. pulled the jumper over it their head. It was, it was. Because we just saw the bear well, back. That's a random free kick to. Oh, uh, Brennan. I'm going to shut up, Pierce. Uh, no, 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 yeah, you will. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a lead up as uh, Brennan gets on the right, delivers forward, and uh, just bounced luckily to Vasio in the pocket. Who oh, got the well kick away before done. she was pulled down? How does that look? It's oh, away. Inside. Uh, for a oh, minus that was score. smooth. <laughs> that was so smooth. 8 6 Darabin, the Devils 3 2 20. Ten and a half minutes gone. Third turn for Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Hodelberg Heights. Sponsors the Falcons. So, Hutch the restart. Defensive goal square, Meg Hutchins. She has Muller running for her and goes in the relative direction, but Carney's further afield. One hand up, 
fisted away by Brennan over the line out of play. 45 around from the Falcons attacking goal as Perkins now finds herself playing as centre-half forward but now I think it's become kick-chasing because she's not in the ruck and she's at this contest at half-back. The ball's tossed back in and it goes in her relative direction as a big tackle laid by Brennan on Muller. Absolutely almost decapitated her and Muller loves that kind of thing. Got up and just gave Katie a push and said, yeah, go and do that one again. Why not? I'll get you on the next one. And she'll, sure, she went in after her too. Brennan picked it up. Muller came in and didn't quite stick the knee up, but... A bit of aggression. <laughs> a bit of aggression. <laughs> a bit of... With a bit of payback time, another throw up, clear it out for us, Pete. And Egan versus Perkins. Perkins took it straight Jeez, out, good, put Pete. a slammed it on the boot, delivered forward. Awkward looking bounce there for Jess Foster, who couldn't run onto it. Tyndall's trying to Tindall's keep it in front of herself. Back there. Tyndall now got it, looked to weave around, hand pass back to Pierce. Pierce on the left, and it's a wonky old kick. Hutchins oh, had Hutch. it, dropped it, has to go back in and try and get it again. McDonald going oh. with it. Hutchins class. Oh. Yeah, it's on the right, gotta love that. Turn it up. Finds out Alice Ryan. Let's uh, go. Yep, and here's a 20. 25 metre penalty because she took the mark and the ball was knocked out of her hands by Hammond. So they'll march her up the line. 12 minutes gone, third term. Darabin 8 6, Devils 3 2. And as we said earlier, it was something That's like a 61 to, t- 61 to 15 lead or something like that to 625. 625s against the Falcons, none against the Eastern Devils. Mm, discipline. As the ball needs to be brought back because it was intercepted by Pierce, it goes no, to Prepatelli. It just tells you who pushes the envelope, Pete. Prepatelli now going long, trying to find the 70 of the Falcons. Oh, Scott goes in hard. And the up says, well, it could have either been too high or a push and says, well, it's a push. It's going to be a Falcons free kick. Chop of the arm, I reckon. 75 metres out from home, looking for some options. O'Connor was on short. Decided to go longer for the Great grab. She's all class. Yeah, look, Havlin's tried hard, but when you you mark a ball at its highest point, and it's a 25 to 30 metre pass. Very, very hard to break up. And she decides to uh, go for the pass. Oh, wasn't on the Lang. Lang got it back again. Gave the little hand pass away. Tendall has missed. She just She's the goal umpire. Goal umpire is interesting. She, come, she stands in the middle where normally a goal umpire, the signal goal would stand in the middle. So you go, is it? And then goes the tap, and then the point. That little bit of suspense. See, I watched the footy, Pete. <laughs> oh, the, forget the goal umpire. Restart, <laughs> Hutchins. Takes on Callanan, and then kicks it very long towards the outer side, where Pierce and Delpos are out the back, just waxing it. Callanan's there also. And gets the handball away. It must have been down there. Who's wearing the O'Day. 59? McDonald down there. O'Day's in the forward pocket. Oh, the back of a CO. Had a bit of a fly. It couldn't take the grab. And rushing it through down there is Hannah Scott, the skip. So it'll be a restart. I should say Hutchins is the skip. I think I know, Hannah Scott's Hutch, the Hutch, vice captain. Hutchins and I think Foster's the co-captain. Is I that believe. Oh, they co's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Hannah Scott was, of course, captaining the Vic 2 sides. That's where I'm getting that from. Restart, Hutchins, another long pill. Then straight to O'Day again, bit of deja vu, who kicked it back to Hutchins, who took oh. a great grab, but all oh, umpire didn't pl- didn't pay it. So Hutchins is forced to hold it up at the base of this pack. And she had it for 0.75 of a second. That wasn't enough, according to the umpire. Bounce at the top of the goal square. Throw it up in the air, and away we go again. Hannah Scott, a bit of Scott, Scott, Scott <laughs> won it. Got to get the hand pass out to Ryan, who's under pressure, copped it up. Ainge went over the ball. In goes, uh, in goes uh, the 11 and Lawson, uh, pardon me, and Tyndall. And the umpire says, it's all wrapped up. I'll call for a ball up. The CEO throws the hands up in the air in frustration. 
And we'll throw it up in the air again. Lawson's having to do the ruck work versus Perkins. Perkins one out. Nearly taken away by O'Day. Into the hands there of Hannah mm. Scott, who just put it indiscriminately on the boot and was picked off easy by uh, Delpos. Jess Delpos short to O'Day. And the second half specialist takes it in front of Perkins. And she's worried about the distance here from about 45 metres out. Wanted to go short to the pocket. Lee was off it. Ignored. Now the CO's one out in the square. She might as well go down there. And that's what she goes for. It's a flat kick. Oh, Lawson Tavern had it. Went through her hands. But CO tries to get involved. In goes Lane. The umpire says oh, holding. Finally. Bob's cheers anywhere? <laughs> oh, no. Don't you start that. As and the, it was the non-officiating umpire. And it was uh, paid to the way of the uh, And it was devil. a correct decision, uh, Peter. Across to Hutchins. Hutchins now going long. Oh, Pierce takes it. Oh, yeah, pass, Robert that Foster. is. Pierce. Class. Onto Day. She's now, right on her range, though. That's, oh, she's off. she was off and then tried to sell the candy. Hasn't O'Day got gets around there. on the right. She has a crack at goal. Hutchins mm. is there, ever reliable on the last line. Takes the mark. And uh, that oh, could be a on. point. That come could on. be a point. Come on, Arch. No, it's not. Yes, it will be. It's a point. Because, and this is the ruling, if you go back in behind the po- behind in between the point post and the goal post, and then run around and come outside the other post, it's a point. That's a stupid rule. So you have to come straight back in over the mark. You yeah, can't run nice behind the post. The player on the mark was brought back a few metres, but anyway, they so should actually rule an arc around there so people know where to stand. Because it's a bit of a ridiculous rule. Because we have fences in our game. None of this Waverley rubbish. We used to be able to go back. The, 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 uh, the gap between the boundary and the fence was 30 metres. <laughs> Massive gap. <laughs> you're at the game, you're in the front row, and you felt like you're in the car park. Thank God they got rid of Waverley. Ball tossed back in. Ball slapped over the back of the pack. Chance here for Hammond, who's working overtime, and a couple of fumbles meant that she had plenty for company by the time she finally gathered. Switch comes from Pierce, centre of the ground. Callan, oh, she's off. Oh, oh, coming through to lay the shepherd was Brennan. And also coming in was Hogan to kick it inside the attacking zone. Lawson Tavern attempting to do her own roving work. Slashing her way through over there is Megan McDonald. And she's on her back working overtime. Little handball came in there. I think it might have been Hyle. Now the ball comes out. And a, a chance here for the Devils to build. They've got numbers in the centre of the ground. That's where they go. Although it's a high, high footy. And now the numbers are all with the Falcons as they gather around this. But they'll manage to hold it up. And there's two pairs in the devil's half they are tired and they are struggling, they need three quarter time and there's the punch trying to find Heil who got oh, caught straight Heil. away and uh, Brennan spun her around yep, Cullinan went down and then when Carney gave up the little hand pass, Trent spins around on a sixpence, it's an interesting looking kick went out into space, had someone to run onto it, McGotch trying to get the hand pass away was pickpocketed beautifully, Land has to go back in again, ducked ahead got it across to Trent, oh. put it on the right oh, foot that'll do. Oh, over and Reynolds then goes uh, the player over the top who may have caught one high there in Delpos, no to the umpire. Bibby got it out to O'Connor who's class. O'Connor just runs away from her opponent. Spun around. Went for the switch towards the opposite side of the ground. Worked out okay. Driving. That's it in forward. Over the head of a few players. Out the back. Hutchins class now. Got on the right. Goes out towards the halfback flank on the clubroom side of the ground. Foot race on. Three on one. Favouring the Falcons. Pierce is the one that picks it up and got some shepherding support. Comes back in forward to O'Connor. Fitness o- starting to tell. O'Connor taking the mark. Leading by 37 points, 18 and a half minutes gone, third term, O'Connor for the Falcons long and high, Vasio at the back door, oh Scott was pickpocketed by Vasio, he came in and slammed it home oh she's too good she's, what? 
She's class. You called her boring earlier. Well, she's classy. And, <laughs> that was she's, still boring. If she, if she was classy and boring, I'd call her an Audi. As the CEO has got, what's that now, her third for the game, just a class above everyone else on the ground at the moment. And uh, she puts the score now on the 9-9-63 for Darabin. The Devils 3-2-20, 19 minutes gone, third term. Thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. That was one of those classic situations, Pete, where... You would say it was quick hands, but it was a fortuitous gather. Well, not when you do it as many times as Darcy Vasio does it. That was just pure brilliance. And Astro O'Connor, why doesn't she kick for goal like that, Pete? Three steps, yeah. bang, 55 metres, exactly where I she wanted to kick I think they used to do that, two or three steps when yeah, he had a shot at goal. None of this bloody Michael Holding run-up rubbish. Just kick the footy over the bloody jam tin. It's not that hard, is it? They'll pass out wide. Easy from here. Yeah, across to O'Day. O'Day now moving forward. And oh, Lawson Tavern through her fingertips. Hutchins goes Oops. sliding in. Hutchie manages to get it out, but the cavalry has arrived. Oh, Datsun. It turns it around the corner, looking in the Vasio direction. Scott in front of Vasio gets Ooh, on the right. Long, it. hoping And Pierce now got it now on the right, delivering forward. Uh, too many numbers and taking the mark is E-I-E-I-O McDonald and she'll be kicking from directly in front from 20 metres out well this is getting dangerous time this is where the Falcons could really pile on the goals yeah just the fitness edge you can just see it it's really starting to come to the top McDonald bang post high straight to the high diddle diddle that's her first and Darabin moved and there go the car horns as well hello thank god 10-9-69 for Darabin the Devils 3-2-20 as we head into junk time in the in the third term thanks to Auto Clinic for Montgomery Street in Heidelberg Heights she's been a really good addition McDonald um, up forward I think she sort of played a bit down back and a bit of wing and a bit of here and a bit of there but she's a half forward flanker 101 and Ooh, she's played well today. Can play a bit of centre-half forward as well, but just been in all the right spots, and that's all you can ask. Ball back in the centre of the ground. Lovely bounce from the umpire. Geez, they've done what? They've done that well today. Muller just decided to handball, then not handball, and then went the, the old flick pass. Didn't go anywhere. Bobby Skilton would have been wrapped with that. And the umpire said, well, it's gone back underneath the pack now, so I'll have to bounce it up. Right in the centre rings. Lovely tap from Egan. Just held it up momentarily. Scott came through. Now busting away at the back of the pack and getting a nice kick away there is Alice Ryan up towards half forward. Oh, almost hit her in the back of the head down there was McGotch. The ball's at uh, half forward, working overtime. The Devils to get it clear now. Muller smacks it towards Darcy. Coming out from full forward, full chested. Couldn't take the mark. Ball to the base of a pack and it's cleared away and Privatelli takes a nice mark in front of Magotch at half back. Privatelli looks around, wants to go for the switch and does the run, then gets oh, the old right. chopper. Oh, it was a dodgy That's kick. horrendous. Trend did the shepherding work and chance here for the Devils. It's floating high. Darcy underneath it. Spoiled by Privatelli. Ball hit the ground. Cullinan had to go in, slapped it forward. Pierce now just uh, trying to shrug one off, one-handed. <laughs> Grab the kick. Managed Bring to go back. Yeah, indeed. Go about 10. 10 metres forward. Brennan's there. Picked it off the ground. Oh, oh, wants to sell the candy. Thought about it. Then went up the line to Lawson Tavern. Lawson Tavern's now got it. He's she finally grabbed one, Pete. 75 metres out from home. Gave up the hand pass. Now going up towards Vasio. Oh. Takes it on the chair. She's 55 Champagne out from home. Football. This might test her. O'Connor. Does the wind up. Here comes Esther. Oh, oh she, she forgot just, about the ball. And then she <laughs> slapped it forward. It's in the goal square. Has oh. it? I think she has. 
Lane got it. It was interesting because Asta had to sit. Asta knew it was coming. Yeah, but she wanted, she it, wanted the poster rather than the mark. Instead of going the mark, she decided to slap it over the back of her no, head. No, she didn't. She tried to mark it, misjudged it. Don't and, uh, give her a I'll give it her credit. No, and it was at the back. Few fell over. Lane kicked it with centimetres to spare in midair. And it went through. And it's 11.975 for Darabin. The Devils 3-2-20. 23 minutes gone third term for Auto Clinic. For Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. And for Jane Lang, that's number two. Yeah, gee, she's been good. And Pete, sometimes that's the unfortunate nature of when your stepladder that you're about to use, if they misjudge it, you use them as the judgment. And then... You look like a fool. <laughs> but they get the goal. Ball in the centre of the ground. A quick takeaway here again for the Devils. They've won that battle most of the day. There's got no dramas at the centre bounce, that's for sure. Little handball at the back and booted forward for uh, for McNamara. It was a good hand from Carroll, who's battled hard all day. Now Perkins to 50. Just bangs it on the, on the peg. Up towards Darcy, who's caught at the back, but gathers on Hickey. Kick on the left. Lovely goal. That was really, really classy. And I'll tell you what, Perk, she came off about three minutes ago. She was absolutely knackered. She's gone back out for the last two or three minutes and just really creates a goal on her own, effectively, there. But it's got to come back to Steph Carroll, who did some lovely work, just froze the defence momentarily, got the handball out the back on the wing. And again, Pete, I mean, we've had 15 centre breaks in this game, and the Devils have got 10 of them. There's no dramas in the centre square. It's just those little contests around the ground and... And just the handballs as well, the target of their handballs. They've missed a lot of handballs today, mm. and that's hurt them. And it is on the scoreboard, 4 26 to 11 9 75. 20 scoring shots to six. Exactly the segue I was going for, Holden. You're a genius. Umpire bounced the ball in the middle of the ground, and it's Egan versus Carney. Carney won it down, and maybe Ooh. Brennan was held without it. The umpire said maybe. no, looking for <laughs> Marwood, came out to O'Connor. O'Connor hand passed up in the air to try and went back to herself. Kevin Bartlett style got on the left boot. It's a dribbler in the wards forward pocket. Vasio coming out afterwards. She's uh, got it. Then goes a little short chip kick. Was looking for Lane. Ball bounced free. Went to Ote, the second half specialist. Got the Danagu and there went the siren as she was trying to spot up a target in the forward line. Three-quarter time here in our girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. It's the Catherine Watton Cup between the Falcons and the Devils and it's the Falcons. 11-9-75 leading the Devils 4-2-26. Yeah, really good quarter of footy there, Pete. And, and as I was saying throughout, the fitness really started to tell for the Falcons. The, the cream rose to the top. O'Day would have had 10 or 12. Brennan, 10 or 12. O'Connor, 10 or 12. They just really rose to the top in that term and and put this one to bed. And it, it's out to... It's out to 49 points and look really good effort from the Devils to get a, a late goal in that term because they were out on their feet but they just kept driving hard and, and they've looked good at the centre bounces as I've been mentioning all throughout the day but it, it's just those extra little pieces of class, that extra bit of fitness just around the ground that is worth 49 points at, at this point in time. The, the frustrating thing again for the Devils like that second term, they controlled the first few minutes of that third quarter and they were coming and you were thinking, geez, one or two goals here, it brings it back to under three goals and all of a sudden they work their way into the contest and just like just like Darabin always are. Darabin managed to find that five-minute window where they can make you hurt. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And, and gee, do they do it to full effect. I mean, they were punishing in that term. They, they, they didn't have it inside a whole lot. They probably, probably only had eight to ten inside 50s.
in a 25-minute quarter. I mean, it's not massive. It's not as though they had the ball in their own end for long stretches. They just they transferred the footy really well from sort of back flank to to full forward and created space. And and that was that was the difference in the end. It was it was jammed up one end and creating space over the back at the other. And that's really been uh, Darabin 101 today. And that's when they're at their best, when they can win the ball in tight in defensive situations and, uh, and work the ball forward to, to their goal kickers. And, and just on that note, the goal kickers for the game, for the Falcons, three to Vasio, two to O'Day, Lang and Brennan with singles to Reynolds and McDonald. And for the Devils, three to Darcy, who's played really, really well today. I mean, as I said, she either has a really cracking game or sort of a middle-of-the-road, and she's had an absolute cracker with the limited opportunities that she's had and uh, foster that uh, that goal in the first term. So four to the Devils. And uh, is it now it must be tw- is it 12 or 11? 11 to the Falcons. So that's been the difference, Pete. It's been the amount of scoring shots. It's been the fitness levels. It's been the pressure. And just the 100 minutes, I mean, that's the issue for the Devils. Is there a fair way away for going... For, uh, from going 100 full minutes against a side like the Falcons. It's just not quite there yet. It's not it's not a mile away, but there's a lot of work to do in between now and the end of the season. Before we throw to the break, three-quarter time scores coming from Tin Alley in Parkville and one of the other Premier Division matches. And the St Kilda Sharks, 11-9-75, lead Melbourne Uni 3-6-24. So a 51-point gap the Sharks have got on the Muggers. Hmm. Game set. Game set match and uh, dare we Game say? Game set match and where are Uni going to finish now? Well, or does this mean ne- much? What does it ne- mean? Next week, and due to a weird quirk of the draw, how some sides are playing each other for the third time before they play others for a second time. Don't ask me why. Uh, next week we are at Melbourne University for Melbourne University versus the Eastern Devils. Talk about a cutthroat game. Yeah, that might be. Uh, well, the way we're looking at it, Pete, that might be the, the fourth place playoff could be. That the, is, uh, the first set of the fourth place playoff. That is a crunch battle. Melbourne Uni Eastern Devils next week at Tin Alley, 1.30pm on girlsplayfooty.com. As we take a break here at the moment, it's 75-26. to 26, The Darabin Falcons leading the Eastern Devils here on girlsplayfooty.com. Are you tired of hearing about the volume discounts and other benefits being given to big companies while you struggle with the cost of running your small business? Take a look at BizSave Australia, offering its members real savings on goods and services that they already purchase. For less than $1 per week, you can take advantage of BizSave's buying group benefits too. Visit bizsave.com.au for more information. BizSave Australia, real savings for Australian businesses. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. Help the Fred Hollows Foundation continue my husband's work. $25 can help someone see again. Please call 1-800-352-352 or visit hollows.org.au. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. 
If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, 4 Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459 6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy. With all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to 9. Plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am 7 days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today. 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back to Mulgrave Reserve here for our match of the day on girlsplayfooty.com. It's the Catherine Watton Cup in the Premier Division between the Darabin Falcons and the Eastern Devils. 11-9, Darabin 4-2 is the Devils. And, of course, you heard earlier a 51-point lead to the St Kilda Sharks over Melbourne University at three-quarter time at Tinelli. No scores yet from the St Albans Spurs versus Diamond Creek, but I don't think you'd need the crystal ball to figure that one out. Yeah, Pete, uh, as we've always alluded to throughout the season, it's... Looking like a, a long season for St Albans, but uh, still hopeful that they can sneak one. You just never know. They, 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 they might, might pick one just near the end. They might just shake a few things up. And I know when having uh, been in many sides that have been down the bottom, Pete, always like to just uh, have a bit of an impact when it's all well, over. Hang on. looks like on the final quarter, back to 37 points, the difference between the Muggers and the Sharks, according mm-hmm. to Arge. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's not a bad effort, then. Maybe there's a bit of a breeze blowing down at Tin Alley. Although there's no breeze around Melbourne today, and there's none down here at Mulgrave. I can tell you that much as the ball's bounced up in the last term. And winning the tap was O'Connor. Now coming through trend. Got the handball back and across, and the kick around the corner was a poor one. And Privatelli takes the mark on centre wing for the Falcons. And decides to go short, looking for Pierce. Pierce now takes it, winds up on the right. It's long and it's high towards the forward line. Crash of the pack by Hammond. The ball hit the ground, picked up by Scott. Scott kicked around the corner. Guess who? Daisy Pierce now swings around on the left, delivering forward. Just a little too much juice on the kick there for Hammond. Out the back there is Lang. Hammond tries to go pick it off the ground again. Throw. Almost against the Devils. The umpire won't pay it. Brennan goes the hand pass back again to Pierce. That's three possessions in the space of 20 seconds. Go to Privatelli. The umpire says that is sling and yeah, agrees and says that will be a free kick going the way of Datsun. Oh, little Datsun got the handball away to Brennan who wasn't quite expecting it. Now she jams it on the left in search of Egan who couldn't take the mark in the forward pocket. Now she tries to jam it on the left and is thrown off it. Oh, but she got a hand in there to just hold it up momentarily and will force a bounce or she dragged that in. Oh, umpire lets it go. Ball comes free. And Hutchins kicks away from her defensive goal square and it's fumbled over the line out of play. We'll have a throw in out of side. Left half forward, the Falcons in attack. They lead by 49 points. Right underneath the lovely, shiny digital scoreboard down here at Mulgrave Reserve. Pierce tried to spin away out of trouble, was pickpocketed by Scott, who went long, looking in the direction of uh, McGotch. McGotch, the ball just turned her inside out. It was a cruel bounce. Now. 
Uh, trying to come through the middle, various numbers. Oh, Mullajek's got on the end of it. Then kicked it long towards uh, Darcy. They've gone Pagan's Paddock, one-on-one. Darcy versus Hickey. Hickey's going to read it best, keeping Darcy at bay. Oh. Then gets held up, trapped between the legs. The cavalry arrives in land, trying to get the hand pass off. Darcy goes again, catches another. Hickey oh, now has to go well, back Darcy. again at the top of the goal square. Hickey no. looks for the points and gets it conceded. Just. 4-3-27, the Devils, Darabin, 11-9-75. Two minutes gone in the uh, final term, and apparently a player over the mark, so uh, this is a 50-metre penalty that will be given, because if that happens, when a player goes over the mark, when there's a kick-out, you get all the way brought to the edge of the centre square. Is that a rule? That's a rule. Say, That's an actual rule. Oh, what a stupid rule. I'll leave that one with you, Pete. It's been around for years. That's stupid anyway. Just make it up as you go along. Stuff it. Ball out of side. Again, the Falcons trying to push forward. Oh, nice little ball in the end. It looked dainty, but it was a nice pass. Callanan gets the handball out of Pierce on the burst. Runs to 50 and just kicks it straight to Hutchins. Not her finest hour. Turnover. Hutchins off the last line of defence, works it wide, does the commentators no favours. Out towards the outer Ooh, side, but there are plenty here. of numbers on here, and that's Hyle and Hyle puts on a burst of speed, looking in the Darcy direction, got some space to work with, got away from Vasio and Hickey, now decides to square it up through the hands of Lan, and uh, just at the back, the cavalry arrives, Hogan has to shrug off one, then gets on the right, goes in the Vasio direction, takes a mark, half-back flank. She's been put behind the ball, Pete, yep. find that odd? Uh, well, she did that in the final quarter against the Sharks last week. Her kick, though, isn't that great. She picked out Elizabeth Carney. So Carney, with O'Connor to stand the mark, just kicks a nice little chopper ball out wide. Well, didn't come off in the end. It held up for too long, and Perkins couldn't take the mark. Sweeping hand pass from Vasio to O'Connor, who sweeps it wide again, and now the ball comes back into the centre of the ground to O'Day, who has dead set, got the uh, the dodgy deodorant on today because there's been no opponent anywhere near her all afternoon. They'll have to be looked at during the week. But she turned it over and kicked it straight to Trend. we got the handball out of Scott, who's about to get run down by Datsun, but realised in the nick of time, so just handballed it away to Callanan. Now Datsun goes back in to help out. Trend's in there, bit of a sumo wrestle in shoes. Umpire waves play on. Now the ball comes around the corner, in towards Perkins. Oh, bounces through. Numbers here with the Devils. Little snap around the corner from Hyle will come towards the top of the goal square. Oh, ball at the back. Bibby punched away. Well done in the end. Forced towards the line. Throw in at left forward pocket. About 20 metres around from attacking goal. Devils in attack, trailing by 48 points. Just trying to gain something out of this game. They've just seemed to have come out with a burst at the start of this term, the Devils. But as you said, Pete, they've started every term well and they haven't let us down in the fourth. Ball back into play and O'Connor brought it to ground. Vasio went without it. McGotch is there. Pierce got the little hand pass out. Now O'Connor. Whoop, Falcon did Hit her on the head. Then came out and nearly tripped up there by Lambert. Taken away by O'Connor who just bursted away through. Then went in towards the half-forward flank position. Hammond dropped it. Got it back again. Hand pass off to the second-half specialist. Here goes O'Day. Gets on the right. Long kick in the Egan direction. Went over her head. Out the back. Datsun is there. Trying to put on the uh, foot to the pedal. Couldn't do so. Ryan Hand pass back. Hutchie now on the right, long and high. Carney parked underneath oh. it. Delpos went with her. Ball out the back. Scott did the shepherding work for Ainge. Went with a hand pass. Got it back. Havlin now kicking it up the line. Ainge got space. Ducked. Got the hand pass away. Managing to find Muller. Muller draws the player. Hand pass. Sold her teammate up the creek. Pierce lays on a brilliant tackle. And the umpire says, oh. holding the ball. Oh, stiff. 
Must have been incorrect disposal because didn't look to have prior opportunity. Yeah, no, it spun it up all 360. She's squatting down, but spun her all the way around. And finds Brennan. And Brennan now takes the mark. Now, she's a couple metres in from the boundary line at the six-minute mark of this final term. And uh, she'll be keeping from 35 metres out from goal in front of the scoreboard this quarter for the Rising Sun Hotel. Connor Swan and Burnley Streets Richmond, sponsors of the Devils. Now, watch this, Pete. She's got the Michael holding run up, and she'll stop her momentum as she's about to kick it. I can't work it out. In she comes. There's a little skip. Another little skip. And then boot through the ball. And it's a lovely kick, but it's away to the near side. Minus score. 11-10-76, Darabin. 4-3-27, the Devils. Six and a half minutes gone in the final term here on girlsplayfooty.com. Of course, back next Sunday from 1.30 for the Muggers versus the Eastern Devils. Yeah, she's really overthinking it. Got to fix that up. The restart. Goes out towards Carney. It's a long, high, floating footy. And Daisy Pierce at the base. So is Iang. And Pierce tried to knock her over, but the centre of gravity is too low. And Iang just kept her feet. But now O'Day with a big don't argue. Handball's into the pocket. Brennan, she's better on the run. At goal. No dramas. No hopping, skipping and jumping there when you're running in from 25 on a 45-degree angle. She gets her third. And the Falcons after her again being dominated in the first five minutes of the quarter. Get the ball down their end and punish the Devils big time. It's been the story of the day, Pete. 12-10-82 to 4-3-27. Seven and a half minutes gone in the final term for the Rising Sun Hotel. And it looks like the Falcons will be taking away the Catherine Watton Cup for the fifth time in a row. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to donate or find out more about the Catherine Watton Scholarship Fund, go to catwattonfund.org. That's C-A-T-H-W-O-T-T-O-N fund.org. There's the ball back in the middle of the ground. O'Connor versus Perkins. Perkins won it. Ainge versus oh. Hammond. And Ainge just went charging through. Against Hammond. That, that, that's <laughs> tough stuff. Out to McNamara. McNamara got on the right. Went long and high in the Jess Foster direction. Got a fist in there. Bibby at the back. Darcy comes in. Hickey there. Had it. Dropped it. And the umpire will pin her. So it's now with Sarah Darcy. She finds herself uh, about... Uh, Carney in the goal score on her own here. 45 metres out from goal. Carney making the burst now. And guess what? Muller will get the free kick because Darcy wanted to claim it and said, nah, Muller laid the tackle. So that's the way it is. So a chance to load up high towards the hot spot, 30 metres out. No one went up against Pierce. She went up by herself and dropped it. And then Pierce got it, looking for Privatelli. Mm. Cut off by Lan. Balls at the feet there of Pierce, who got caught but got the hand pass away in the time. Across to uh, Tyndall, who went across back to Cullinan, Oop. back to Pierce. Well Pierce goes to safety. Guess who? It's the bank. It's Astor O'Connor. And O'Connor switches to the right-back pocket with Delpos, who shapes it up on the left back to Pierce, who sold a bit of candy, and now she's gone. Oh, it was high against Scott. It was there. I was semi-hoping the umpire missed it. It was a bit lazy <laughs> by Scott, but Pierce really sold herself up the creek, and in the end, I think Scott's hurt herself in the tackle. She just went a little bit too hard. She got a bit too excited. She kind of jumped into the tackle in the end, and I think she might have a caught quad after that, unfortunately. Got a bit sore. Yep, she, yeah, it was one of those ones where you could just go shoulder and bury them. Yeah, but I'd, if you try and yeah, go the uh, chest uh, and everything... It, uh, as she's running off the ground now, it looks like maybe a corky or something like that. Yeah, just feel right, a bit sore. right in the calf or the quad, I reckon. He's caught one. Gee, she's a player. She's been a big part of why the Devils have really climbed up the ladder this season. Ball inside the attacking 50 for the Devils. And Pierce. 
comes down again, Daisy Pierce. She is just an absolute star. She's got the three, Pete. Write them down in the book. Whether or not she gets best on ground for us is another story because I'm, I'm biased. She's got to have 75 to get best on ground from me. I'll tell you what, she's got 68 at the moment. Ball comes into the forward line. Egan takes the mark unopposed, and that was champagne footy. And, and we should mention, of course, that Brennan won our first ever uh, player of the match, the first ever game that we did, which was Darabin and Melbourne Uni last year out at Melbourne Uni. And we gave, I think, 50 bucks worth of pancake pile of vouchers, which, considering the elite athlete she is, I don't think they were really put to use. <laughs> now we changed the Rebel Sport voucher. We're knowing the audience. Egan kicks a goal. Lovely kick. They should be going in and watch Shannon Egan kick a goal. That was nice and simple, Pete. Couple of paces. Over the goal on Pies hat. No dramas. So the margin blows out to 61 points. 27 plays, 88 at Mulgrave Reserve. The Falcons with a large lead. And Shannon Egan says, well, I've got a snag. I'm coming to the bench. I'm having a spell. And, yep, she gives the low five to her teammate coming on saying, yep, that's how it's done. 13-10-4-3. 11 minutes gone here in this final term. For the Rising Sun Hotel, corner of Swan Street and Burnley Streets in Richmond. And Perkins going up at the contest versus O'Connor. O'Connor went the backhander to Hammond. Who got caught to Pierce, who was wrapped up by Heil. And uh, the umpire has the ball back. Hole, who's been in New Zealand recently, went around where, of course, they've done the, uh, was it the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings? Saw some oh, photos of that. Very good. Doing the tourist thing as McGotch gave the hand pass off backwards. Whoop, and kicked into the player on the mark. Bibby was there, but it's picked up nicely again by uh, Jess Foster. who mo- Robin Foster, pardon me, who moved it long in the direction of Darcy. Got it off the carpet, caught by uh, Hickey. Got a hand pass away. In goes uh, Jess Foster again, but Pierce picks it up. Hand pass over the top. Nearly made a teammate in Hammond a sitting duck, and then went for the scoop hand pass and realised there was no one to go to. And all of a sudden, again, for the Devils, all oh, the donut argue, just got knocked over, in goes O'Connor says, I got this, don't worry, kicks it to Brennan, who gets it in front of her, uh, the cream rising, yep Brennan takes it in front of her opponent and swings around on centre wing, goes towards centre half forward, you know the old saying, give someone a rap, and they turn the ball over and it's again, the ball back with Robin Foster for the, uh, pardon me Ryan for the Devils Alice Ryan, very wide, out towards O'Connor, who came up with it and gave it to Pierce who snapped it to Bratelli, who Privatelli, I should say, who copped one high. Umpire wave play on. Oh, the sidestep in there from Jamie Lambert. Kick was smothered. But come around the corner now from Jess Foster towards full forward. Perk, hands up, couldn't take it. Goes in to lay the tackle. Umpire waves play on. And coming over there to help out her defenders is Callanan paddling towards the line. Managed to break away. Oh, poor handball in the end. Perilously close to the boundary line. Letting it go. And coming through again and getting the handball away was Callanan and this time the boundary line wins out so throw in where the 50 meets at the boundary right half forward Devils in attack they trail by 61 they've shown some signs and they need to try and run this one out if they can and O'Connor tapped it down and uh, a little bit of uh, how do you do tackle in there as Privatelli now comes over the top wraps up her opponent and the umpire said that's a throw and uh, it's going the way she's been hot on the throws today it's been yeah, good it has been because there's so many. <laughs> so many every week. And uh, had to give it back to Hammond. And Hammond. Now, well, hang on. There's a downfield free kick that was paid. Something's happened at centre wing. And the umpire's just blowing the whistle from a distance. And... Uh, no, it's a reversal, no. I think. Is it a reversal? Yep. Okay, there you go. So something's happened off the ball. And it's now a devil's free kick. So 55 metres out from goal. And goes short to uh, Heil. Who takes the mark. 
Heil wants to go on quickly, gets on the right, it's high, it's floating in the gold square. Darcy came in late, and it just came off her hands as she hit the ground, and it will go through from minus score. 4 4 28, the Devils, Darabin 13 10 88. 14 minutes gone, final turn for the Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond. I say it's uh, talking about New Zealand moments ago, Pete, and uh, it's talking about things being boring. Darcy Vecio, oh, it's a bloody sight to see, but. Very similar New Zealand. Oh, yeah, another snow-capped mountain. Oh, another blue lake. <laughs> it's boring after a while. Oh, McCallum left the ball and got bowled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ball goes out wide now for the Falcons onto the outer wing. They're trying to get the ball past the centre for the first time in the last four or five minutes. They've really been locked in their defensive end. And again, the, the Devils just working overtime over there. Muller just stepped around four or five and then had the ball knocked out of her hands. So the umpire was not going to give incorrect disposal because it wasn't a tackle, it was a slap away, it was a steal. And a bounce between wing and half four, Devils out of sight in attack, trailing by the even ten goals. Peter Holden, the Oracle, of course, at the start of the game said, I reckon the Falcons by ten goals. Surprised you haven't brought that up, Pete. You're normally, oh, pretty, you're normally pretty quick to tell us how good you are. I'll allow you to do it. <laughs> Lovely work. Ball up towards Brennan. Jesus, a cream risen to the top in the last term. She's just had a metre or two on her opponent in the second half. And she has made the most of it every time. She kicks into the centre of the ground. It's a shocking kick, though. The kicking's let her down. Maybe she's turning it over just so she can get it back. And then the ball came to Lambert, who just dropped it on the deck. Now, coming through Delpos, she's been a a great addition back into the side after missing the the first uh, four or five weeks through injury of this season. And she let me down again. Turnover. Hutch, she doesn't turn it over. Lace out to Heil, out of side. And Heil, the Canadian... Decides to swing around and get on the right. Long and high. Perkins is coming, but she's a while behind the ball. Pierce is there. He picked it off the ground nicely. Goes for a little chip kick. 70. To O'Day. And, oh, no, the umpire's called play on. No, 15. And Trent wrapped her up. She looked at the umpire going, huh? <laughs> O'Day said, get stuffed. Get the tape measure out. Let's throw the ball up in the air. And uh, Pierce tried to take it away again. Got it to O'Day. Familiar combination. Who got stripped of the footy. Now goes back in again on hands and knees. Hull gave up the oh, no Oh, wow. She goes Muller. Muller. Oh. oh, finds Perkins. Oh, what about the hands from Perkins? It was at her ankles as well. It was a low oh. kick. And, it was like a baseball catch. And Perkins... Who can surely kick from there? Just the question of accuracy. Lovely style, Pete. We'll be lining up from uh, about uh, 45 metres out when she puts boots to ball. He's even tapping the heels on the ground, Perk. She's dead set fancying herself from here. Yep, she comes in, lines it up, a couple of metres inside the boundary line on the outer side. Oh, struck Kicking it nicely. to the northern, and how does that look? Goal umpire says it's away to the near side for a minor score. 4-5-29, the Devils. Darabin 13-10-88. 17 minutes gone in the final quarter. Thanks to the Rising Sun Hotel, the corner of Swan and Burnley Streets and Richmond, sponsors of the Devils. So the stars for the Falcons just having an extra long spell in the last term. I think Connor's been off for four or five minutes. She's just wandered her way back on. Jane Lang, the best of the best. She's come to the bench. Daisy Pierce on the bench. The cues in the rack for the Falcons. O'Day, though, the second half special. She'll just keep on keeping on. Privatelli. Marks, defensive side of the centre. Oh, a little chopper ball was a shocker. Datsun right under the pump. Just went in and almost did the uh, the somersault on the deck. Brennan went in and helped her up. Umpire said, we'll bounce it. Centre wing. Clear it out, he says. I want to make sure I can get out of here because you 
Really start to up the intensity in the last two or three minutes of the Devils, and they've taken it to the Falcons. And again, Iron comes through and picks up the footy. Now Trent just didn't really have a look. Smacked it round the corner only as far as McGotchin couldn't take the mark. And comes up a little worse for wear. We'll have a throw-in. 65 around from the Devils attacking goal at left half forward. Here in our girlsplayfooty.com commentary position. Back next Sunday, 1.30, for the Muggers and the Devils. Oh, O'Connor's oh, throwing oh, that. Oh. And the umpire said, yep. <laughs> she went one end and the other hand. It was a bit awkward. And, and the umpire said, uh, is it going to? It's going to McGotch. She should have dropped that because it was a bad throwback. <laughs> she McGotch made it look good. On the right, kicking long. Uh, just got past a few. Here comes Vesio. Cleans up nicely. O'Day went for it. Bumped off it. Good shepherding work by Muller. Hannah Scott tries to go in and get it, but she kicks it off the carpet. Finds the boundary line in front of Richard Delpos and the Darabin coaching bench. We'll have another throw in with about six minutes remaining in the match. It's currently a 59-point lead to the Falcons. And O'Connor and Scott, a bit of a how do you do at the boundary throw in here. Let's toss back in. They're jostling off the off the pill. O'Day came through, pirouetted around, and lost the footy in the process of that pirouette. It's an interesting little tussle as well. I think O'Connor's just trying to muscle saying, I'm Astro O'Connor. I think Hannah Scott saying, I played for Hallam. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> There's a little warning back. And I think O'Connor is sort of shepping her off the ball. And then she came in and tackled Iang and then got the handball out. Geez, that was David and Goliath stuff. Ball inside 50, and the CO takes a nice grab. And then dashes away, two bounces. Pursued by Perk, who almost caught her there. And then a great pass out wide to Brennan, who, whoops, just backtracked momentarily. Got the handball to McDonald, who was just pushed as she kicked, and it took it off its line up towards half forward. But Happy Hammond came out and picked it up. Now Hogan's playing forward. There's a bit of uh, party time. Going back to take a nice saving mark is Jamie Lambert. And kicks long along the wing position. McNamara is trying to go out there in the foot race. McDonald lurking nearby on the ground. Tries to get a hand pass out. Was uh, almost stripped of the pill. They tussle for it. The umpire calls for a ball up on centre wing. Around the grounds in the Premier Division. Final scores in from Tin Alley. And the Muckers made a game of it in the end. They came back and cut the lead down. But in the end, the Sharks 12-9-81 to Melbourne University 7-12-54. Yeah, that's the 12 goal mark, Pete. That's the mark. Now, big kick out of the pack from Hannah Scott. That's gone about 65 metres as it pitches. Lovely hands from Darcy, but they're outnumbered at right half forward are the Devils. And it's all locked up. We'll have a bounce. 50 out from attacking goal. Devils down by 59 points. We've played 20 and a half. Girlsplayfooty.com radio. Dan Hill and Peter Holden in commentary this afternoon as... The sun really begins to recede down here at Mulgrave Reserve. You almost can't see the outer side of the ground. It's getting very dark. I know we've just had the winter solstice peak, but uh, tell you what, any uh, any time past 5 o'clock and you will not be able to see 10 metres in front of you. It's been getting very dark very early. Can't wait for daylight savings to come back. And finals footy on those sunny August afternoons. Oh, look at it now. It's dark at 4.20. I'm thinking, geez, it's normally bright light during cricket season 4.20. We're just coming back after afternoon tea, ready for the next innings. Absolutely. As the ball is back into play. And uh, a day fighting in heart for it. Egan out there. And back was McDonald. And uh, a big scrap of players, 35 out from the Devil's Skull. Ange in there. The umpire will call for another bounce. Three and a half minutes to go here in the Catherine Watton Cup. In round nine of the VWFL. It's up in the air again. And Egan went for the early jump. 
Datsun tried to get a hurried little kick away. Lawson Tavern tried to give the don't argue, then got on the left and went long in the direction of Brennan, who got crunched. Ball hit the ground. Darcy there offers the shepherding work. Long kick inside the forward line. McGotch coming afterwards. I collected O'Connor, I think it was, on the way down. And the umpire rightly says, uh, that's a free kick any given day. And O'Connor will get it in the back pocket and decides to go over the dangerous switch. Perkins coming at O'Day. When the umpire's gone, the whistle early and said, I think O'Day had that. She had it for about half a second. And then gets up and plays on. Burns off Perkins. Goes for the run. Goes for the second bounce. O'Day still powering along. Might look at a third bounce. No, goes for the kick. Going in short. Oh, piece of soap there. Going to be held by McDonald. Getting caught there, if you don't mind, was Land. Ball popped out. Here's the kick from uh, Delpos. It was off the side of the boot. Muller went charging through. Waiting out there. Datsun missed it. Hurried little kick under pressure. Spindler. Spindler goes towards, uh, well, goes towards half forward flank. Lang was there. Lang spins around. Classy. Decides to come back in board and find McDonald. And McDonald just calms things down. Gets on the right. Hovers high in the air with the kick. Through hands. Lawson Tavern out the back. Hand pass over the top. Intercepted, if you don't mind, by Lambert. Lambert got it going. Darcy charged through on the left. Kicks it. It's on here. It's on here in the forward pocket. Isn't it? Hyle who decides to kick around the corner. Looking for Perkins. And that's been the day, hasn't it? Just over the head of the player. And the Falcons will clear. And guess who? The bank. The ever-reliable Astor O'Connor. So Astor on the right. Goes around the outer side. All the numbers with the Devils here as Scott picks it up and bangs it towards centre-half forward. Big pack of players around this. Waiting down was Darcy. Oh. Casting the role of a rover momentarily. Now gives it off to Muller, who slaps one towards goal. Perk just judged the best against the CO. All class. Perk just finally on the board. Deserved it for her troubles this afternoon. She is dead set giving everything. She's had a really, really good game. She's played all over the ground and gets reward for her effort. And gets a goal. A late one. A bit of a consolation for the Devils. But well worked in the end. The pressure telling. And as I said, Pete, that last three or four minutes, they've really just upped the pressure, and it's good to see from the Devils, even though the game is quite obviously lost. And the scoreboard shows the Devils 5-5-35. Durban 13-10-88. 24 minutes gone in this final term and this quarter thanks to the Rising Sun Hotel and that is at the corner of Swan and Burley Streets in Richmond the ball has gone out the back now of course the time's still ticking and the umpire's calling I think for the spare football from the runner and they're not listening or paying attention I'll call it off Pete 30 seconds hang on here comes the ball from here comes the ball back now call it off Uh, and now someone else has kicked the ball onto the ground just to make things worse But uh, with 30 seconds to go, I think all the players' hands on hips know we're just killing out time, aren't we, as the ball comes off the ground, the spare one. And we just wait to play out the final 20 seconds of the game as the umpire croaches in to get proceedings underway. 10 seconds left. Egan goes up in the contest against Carney. Lan almost threw it. Datsun, Hogan on the bottom of the deck. She was moved in the middle for the final few seconds. As the Hooter goes here at Mulgrave Reserve, it's the Darabin Falcons 13-10-88, defeating the Eastern Devils 5-5-35, 53 points the difference, and the Falcons for the fifth time in a row take the Catherine Watton Cup. Yeah, five in a row, Pete, and they were too good today from really uh, start to finish. I mean, as we said, really good start to quarters from the Eastern Devils, but they... They really couldn't put it on the scoreboard, and 
the Falcons, I think it was mentioned a few weeks ago by Darcy Vasio after their their victory uh, down at uh, AH Cap and down at the Nest. And she said, look, it's just fantastic that uh, we're all back together. We can play footy at club level for six weeks. And obviously a bit of a scare last week against the St Kilda Sharks, only winning by the one point. But uh, look, today right back into their work. And yeah, they dominated all over the ground and, and had winners all across the ground. And and it's it's a really good victory against a good side. I mean, the Eastern Devils are are a good side on the way up. They're on the rise. Um, obviously, a, a little a little bit too much to match today, but they know where the benchmark is now. And and also uh, for the Falcons, they know that they've got to keep uh, keep it together and keep their best footy in front of them because they're going to have to uh, reach into that well of. Uh, the best footy available for the Falcons if they're going to uh, going to keep going and, and rolling on this run they're on at the moment and, and keeping that rolling into a final series and, and another premiership at the yeah. end of it. If you talk about the psychology of things as well, if you look at it one way, that you know they were getting smashed by 100 points plus last year, the Devils, whenever they, they take on the Falcons. Then they got smashed by 100 points at Wangaratta. Now they've been done by 53 points. Now, as, as much as it still hurt, uh, hurts, the bolting still hurts, you've got to sit down and go... Hang on a second. We've been chipping into this, chipping into this, chipping into this. We're getting closer and closer and closer. It might not. They still got to meet once more this year. They might not get them this year, but if you're able to keep the coach there, Brendan Major, and keep the side there together, you can look forward and go. We're getting there. We're getting there. Just keep working at it. They're getting there. For the Falcons, they've got to be concerned of a win today. They'll be happy if they inserted their dominance. But they'll look at each other going, geez, I tell you what, it's tough work. It's tough work this year. Oh, absolutely. Look, I mean, put Catherine Smith out there and maybe she's worth three or four goals. But but then you put Lauren Arnell back out there for the Falcons and that changes the thing again. Yeah, he's probably not worth as many as an inside mid. But uh, yeah. I, I, I know for the, for the Eastern Devils, they need one or two more and they also need to lift the fitness bank by that 15 20%. And that's where you could just see halfway through the third peak that it, uh, it was really starting to tell, and that's when the, the Falcons really yeah. put it away. Now, have you brought your FM radio with you, or do you need the mine? No, I've got the FM. I'll okay. go out well, there and get it done. There's your mic. Find who your better player is and surprises with that, and, of course, the presentations with uh, Joe Watton out there on the ground. I'll let you uh, head on out there, and I'll turn up your mic three, which is the wireless mic here, of course, at uh, Mulgrave Reserve, so we can hear everything that's going on out there at the moment. In fact, uh, the Eastern girls, as we speak... Uh, uh, just lining up and the Falcons about to join them for the presentation of the Catherine Watton Cup and again a reminder if you'd like to find out more about the Catherine Watton Scholarship Fund and all the fundraising or if you would like to uh, make a donation that website address you need to know is cathwattonfund.org that's Cath with the C C-A-T-H W-O-T-T-O-N fund.org or you can go to our girlsplayfooty.com website, you'll see an article on it and you can click on that and that will have the link to the Cath Watton Fund and where you can make your donation. As that money raised uh, supports the education of nurses, uh, particularly in the area of female cancer such as gynecological cancer and of course it's teamed up with the Melbourne University or Google search Catherine Watton Scholarship Fund, a great cause and that's why the Devils are wearing till today and while we're here at Mulgrave Reserve for this match. The Watton sisters out there on the ground at the moment, Joe and uh, Lou. Of course, their other sister, Amy, and uh, they'll be doing the uh, presentation in just a moment's time for the Cath Watton Cup. And the girls lining up. Richard Delpos shaking the hands of the Devils girls as uh, 
the Darwin girls are just doing their stretches and now obviously uh, standing up along with the officials for the uh, presentation of the Kath Watton Cup. And uh, we'll be going down to the uh, ground in just a moment's time where we'll have uh, Joe Watton and, of course, uh, Daniel Hall's got that microphone to be able to uh, pick up for you everything that's going out on there. 89.1 FM at the ground at all our matches of the day. Here we go. Let's head on down there now. Dollars, but it'll probably be just count, already counted two and a half. Um, we reached our target of a hundred thousand, our initial target maybe last year, so the scholarships have started to be provided. So now we'd love you to spread the word. So if you know any nurses interested in this area, like the Facebook page, check out the website um, so we can get more people involved and. Um, keep the fund rolling and get the information and those expertise out there so we can support ladies going through a similar thing. Um, thank you again, Darabin. It really is great, the support that you give the day. Um, thank you to everyone who bought a raffle ticket, bought something from the bake sale or the barbecue, and to everyone who contributed to those things. Um, Mauro Brothers for the meat and Huey's Bakery donated the bread. We've had all the Devil family cooking up in the bake sale, which has been fantastic getting their master chef on and um, our sponsors for our raffle prizes as well so we've got uh, Warren Hutchins and Mr Megawatt back again he's going to give the best on medal which goes to Daisy Pierce from Darabin I just wanted to say a big thanks. Um, we love being a part of it, so you don't have to thank us. It's a, a really good cause, and for you, Watton girls, to do what you have in probably probably was the toughest thing that's ever happened to you and ever will happen to you in your life. To turn around and turn it into what you have, it's inspirational. So we're happy to get behind the event, and as a club, we're going to donate an extra five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> the day and you know you've really got up about for the cause so thank you and to everyone that came down and made it such a great atmosphere thanks um we'll see you again next year so Dallas couldn't get there today but i thought it was um a really a really good contest and, and much better than the first time we went around against you earlier in the year so uh was we'll present the cup to the captains of darabin congratulations darabin Thank you. 13-10-88, Darabin defeating the Devils 5-5-35 in this uh, Round 9 contest as uh, Daniel Hill comes back to the commentary box. Yeah, Pete, really good game of footy. I think I heard out there that they weren't going to give the best to Daisy. There was a bit of conjecture. Oh, that, I think they had to ask. They had to go and ask the umpires. I think the umpires said, oh, we don't know. We didn't know we were going to be asked. And then, well, <laughs> an executive decision from the Prez, I think, might have said... Uh, uh, but, but, but to be fair, as, as, we, as we pointed out, and we were having a chat between ourselves at three-quarter time, we looked at the better players, we go, geez, I tell you what, it was generally hard to find an absolute standout player. As much as we say Basio was all class today, Brennan was good kicking three goals as well. You know, it was it was one thing out of the Falcons, and possibly to their credit, it was just an even performance right across the board. Yeah, it really was, and I think Daisy said that herself, uh, and she's just about to join us, but um, she said... Um 
that it was a really even contribution across the board. And I think that's what's been missing for Darabin as Daisy joins us. Um, as we were just talking about and alluding to, Daisy, for you guys this year, it just you haven't had that across-the-board performance week in, week out, and today you guys were just right right on the money. It just seemed to work really well today for you. Yeah, you're right. We've, we had a few outs probably that we, we lost at the end of last year that just had a really steadying influence on our group. So Yukaz Paxmans and Julia Kiera, who's stepped away now, um, to lose those girls, the impact that they have isn't just in the amount of possessions and things they have. They had that, have that steadying influence that structures us up so we've had a, a lot of girls come into the side that haven't played a lot of footy so it does change your ability to for everyone to move the ball up across a four quarter you know time of the game so I think over the year we've we've kind of tinkered with things and we're still trying to find the right positions for some girls in this new look lineup so it was nice today for that all to come together and across the four quarters we, we felt like we moved the ball a bit better and we were able to get out in space and use our skill. Certainly been plenty of change to the year like Beck Prepatelli we'd normally expect up in the forward line has been working in defence this year. Uh, Shannon Egan who sometimes would be arresting Ruckwoman off the ground now being rested at full forward and even today Lawson Tavern going into the ruck. Yeah that's right and it's one of the things that we think will make us stronger if we if we try and play off on that flexibility so we're tinkering with things week in week out and from quarter to quarter and eventually we think we'll find the right mix and and that'll set us up so that if anyone goes down or if things change and matchups change during finals we're prepared and we've played in different positions throughout the year yeah it has been a challenge uh for you guys this year but as you say you've been tinkering with it but I, i think you've you've almost got it locked down now with the co forward or full forward um, I think Astor's actually seems to be more value not in the ruck, maybe it's in a half back. Are you noticing that around the ground where people have almost become into a different position now from where they'd previously been? Yeah, you mentioned Beck Privatelli. She's done a great job for us down back and I think she's she's finally started feeling settled down there. I think to put her in our forward line, and, and no disrespect to her, but when you've got Katie Brennan and, and Darcy Vessio and those kind of players up there, there's only so much room in a forward 50 to really utilise the talent of those three girls. So um, I mean, credit to Richo. She's gone back and she's really held down. And not only is she a good defender down there and she's shutting down one of the best forwards, but she provides a lot of run and a lot of options out of our back line. So she's got a good leg on her and we've, we've been able to switch a lot more since she did go back because she's just got that trusty kick. So it's, it's you know, a credit to her. And like you said, Darcy's the same. She went back a fair bit last year and now she's really gone up and owned that deep forward position. So it, it is good to have that flexibility and for Asta to run around on the ball for... Uh, you know, seventy-five percent of the, court, the the game, and then to be able to come in and, and win a few ruck contests and jump into a tired opposition ruck—it's a bit cruel, I think. But yeah. the fact that she can do it is just um, a credit to the athlete that she is. And even though today was a fifty-three-point win, you've had to work harder for your wins this year, haven't you? We have, but that's why we play footy. I mean, we're really enjoying yeah. it. And I think um, last week it was disappointing the way that we kind of played the first three quarters. It wasn't Darabin at their best, but the the response and our ability for a side that over the last few years has hasn't lost many games of footy. I was I was just really buoyed by the fact that at three-quarter time with our backs against the wall, we were able to, to get out there and stick together and really turn the game around. And um, I think that's only, wins like last week, although they were a bit ugly and, and we didn't play our best footy, that's only going to make you stronger going into finals because, like you said, the competition's a lot more even this year. So we, we know every week we've got to rock up and, and there's a game of footy to win. So that, that intensity's only going to go up come finals time because there's going to be teams where the hunted 
people come to play when they could play against us and they've got nothing to lose. So we're, we're enjoying those closer games throughout the year because we know that's what we're going to get during finals. Um, so we've got to prepare ourselves for, for those challenges and it's, it makes the game more interesting for us and I think for the supporters and that kind of thing as well. So it's, it's good for the competition. And it is, I guess a sense of confidence as well. You can back yourself for about a five-minute window. It was against the Sharks last week, that first five minutes of the final quarter that you got yourself back into the game. Again, today, I felt the Devils went with you for most of the first quarter and it was about that five-minute mark, last five minutes of that first term. You put on three quick goals straight and that gave you the buffer for the rest of the game. Yeah, I guess it's just um, sensing that momentum swing in the game. And, I mean, we, we do a bit of work on... You trying to, to shut the game down and, and keep possession when we feel like the other team's getting a run on and then when our, like you said like you called it, our window, when that opens up we've really got to take the game on and, and try and score quickly so it's just getting that, that momentum of the game right and being able to slow it down when we need to and identifying as a group, there's only so much the coaches can do at the breaks and at the start of the game but as a group there's lots of girls that have played a lot of footy so it's up to us to identify when that swing's happened and we've got to lock down and try and let <laughs> stop the bleed while they've got the momentum because the, the competition and the standard has gotten better there's periods of quarters where the other team are hot and we have to be able to make that time as, as short as possible and try and wrestle the momentum back and then score quickly and move the ball well when we get our hands on it now last one from us daisy how are you traveling it's the end of june there's been a lot of footy there's been a trip over to wa as you said it's been harder this season how are you traveling you don't seem to be slowing down too quickly out there <laughs> uh, i've been bouncing back pretty quickly i put a lot of work in over the summer on my recovery so strengthening up so that I could bounce back a bit quicker I get pretty thrown around I've probably lost a bit of weight and not as heavy as I need to be so I'm getting pushed off the ball a bit but um, just trying to adjust my game and work on things so that I can I can get it in a bit more space but um, I'm, I'm bouncing back all right and like you said it gets to the middle of June you're pretty cold and mm. body's starting to seize up a little bit and now that I'm getting a bit older and <laughs> got 11 oh, seasons <laughs> 11 <laughs> seasons under my belt I am starting to stiffen up a little bit but um, I'm a lot more diligent with my recovery now that I've got a lot more knowledge in that side of the game as well having worked at you know Melbourne and now that the professionalism of the competition's going up so um, I think as I get older and <laughs> a bit more tired and my recovery's getting better as as well, so I'm on about even par, I think. <laughs> well, Daisy, thanks very much for joining us on GirlsPlayFooty.com and our match of the day. Just like the Best on Ground Award, you got our $50 Rebel Sport voucher for being the player of the day today. Congratulations. Enjoy the recovery, because it's a short recovery. Six days' time, you've got Diamond Creek on your home turf. Yeah, we're looking forward to that, the grand final rematch. Um, it'll be another close game, I'm sure. <laughs> no, Stacey, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for coming thanks, down. Thanks, Daisy. Daisy Pierce, the co-captain of the Darabin Falcons, and of course, captain of the Melbourne Demons, joining us here on uh, Girls Play Footy com and our $50 Rebel Sport Player of the Day. He'll enjoy that. And uh, Dan, um, what can we say about today's game for Damon? As we were alluding to, across the board, even hard performance, fierce battle from the Devils physically, but it comes down to what score you can put on the board. 23 scoring shots to 10. Yeah, absolutely. And as Daisy said, they're really starting to move into their work now, the Falcons, and they're feeling they're feeling comfortable. And that's a big thing. They're starting to feel comfortable in, uh, in the way they're playing. And, and she's leading from the front, as usual and uh, it's good to hear that uh, the body's holding up and the big season uh, isn't having a, a, as much of a toll as it is on others because we've seen a, a few drop in the last sort of two or three weeks and depth has been tested. Even the lower reaches of Darabin has been tested in the last two or three weeks and it's uh, it's it's been good to see sides really start to come into their own and I think by Daisy's own admission, it seems that they themselves, the Falcons, even though we've said, well... Mm. 
the Falcons have come back to the field, maybe the others have risen and the Falcons have been forced to rise one peg again. So that's something I probably haven't necessarily considered. But from what she's alluding to there, I think she's probably saying that they're playing as good, if not better, footy now than they were last year. So that's fantastic for the competition. And it's interesting to think that when you when you have a look at the next round, um, there'll be, of course, uh, round 10, and then there's a general buy. There is no Premier Division football on the weekend of the, I think it's the 11th and 12th. There'll be no Premier Division football for that weekend. Uh, no exhibition games, no nothing. So they virtually just get a rest weekend. You've got Dymo and Darabin going into that game. Mm. Of course, Dymo will be looking for a good, solid hit out to set themselves up for the final few rounds. Darabin probably looking to get through make sure there's no injuries, just get the points and then enjoy their uh, big night which is on uh, Saturday night, the 25th anniversary celebrations. You look at another game on the Sunday, Melbourne Uni versus Eastern Devils, for those two sides having to go into the break, they've got to give their everything to make sure they set up their run home because a loss might send one of those sides outside of the five and it's panic stations with five rounds to go. Mm. You look at the other fixture and well, hello it's uh, St Norbans versus St Kilda Sharks, and for St Kilda after a win today against Melbourne Uni, they might I'll be thinking, oh, we could maybe just take the foot off the gas against the Spurs, make sure we get through the game, no injuries, we get a week off, everyone's rested up, and then we go bananas in the final five rounds. Yeah, and it's going to be timing your run, and we've talked about that uh, throughout the year, and, and that's where there's sides at this point of the season where you are starting to chase, and that's where the Eastern Devils today, you can see that the fitness has dropped away a touch, whether that whether that's because Darabin has grown another 10, five, like that that extra peg, or whether it's now that the Eastern Devils are starting to slow down after a, a really feverish start. I mean, they, they were the hot thing of the competition. They went up to Wangaratta and got a bit of a check. Uh, and ever since, they really haven't had the same momentum and dominance in games. So, at any stage, I mean, there were, there were times against the Sharks, which we saw down here, where they, they just smashed them for two and a half quarters. You just couldn't get the ball off them. It was mm. they didn't necessarily score heavily, but you just they just dominated the whole game. They seem to have lost that on the back of the, the fitness arm, and and a few players going down. And, and then when that happens, um, obviously your top few are made to do extra work and made to carry more of the load and and uh, even we saw Perkins come off the ground and was blown up a couple of times we saw Scott come off the ground and blew up a few times Jess Trend we're starting to see that they're having to do a power of work I can't just you can't sustain that mm. level of work so they're going to have to as you say with sides like St Kilda who are very similar in terms of who carries the load you might want to rest a few against a side like BU St Albans and in doing that you can bring a few others in who you can have a look at to say well we want to have a training squad of 30-32 for the final so there's going to be some coaching moves that are going to be made mind you if you do that and you lose then it just backfires big time and that's the risk you take and uh, it's interesting to see that the Sharks will now move up into second spot at the conclusion of this round. It'll be top spot with uh, with Darabin. Uh, the Sharks move into second. The Devils behind a percentage in third. And if I'm correct, Diamond Creek, I think, will leapfrog Melbourne Uni. And Melbourne Uni will be sitting in fifth. And that sets up, as we said, the interesting next round because we expect St Kilda to win. So if St Kilda win, they will still hold second. The mm. question is, it's on the Devils-Melbourne Uni game. If the Devils win, the Devils stay with them down on percentage. If Melbourne Uni win, then all of a sudden St Kilda have one win clear of the pack in second spot with five to go. Yeah, and that's where the split... I think we're going to get that split. I, I think the Devils will go to Uni next week and beat them. 
I'm not 100% sure if about that, that. If that happens, the split isn't on yet, but um, it, it puts Melbourne Uni under the pump. But then it, it'll... Oh, that's the split, though, because the Devils and Uni are the split. Yeah. Because we'll see St Kilda... If St Kilda ran out against the Devils and Uni today, tomorrow, yeah. whatever, they yeah. would beat them. So whether or not St Kilda can sustain it, but we think they can. Um, and then Diamond Creek, as you say... I think Diamond Creek are kind of the wild card. What's interesting in the run home is the, shark, the, the Sharks have the Sharks have lost to Dymo once, beaten Dymo once, but both at Peanut Farm. Uh, the third time they'll play is at Diamond Creek later in the year, and that'll be that'll be a game that'll tell a few things. Well, if, if, if Dymo are in, genuinely in the hunt, or if the Sharks are the real deal. Well, I've seen Diamond Creek play two games, and we've got the game on video. Yeah. Um, and I, I did review that game about three weeks ago, I think around the AFL time. And Diamond Creek, they are just off the boil big time at the moment. I, I can't put a finger on what it is. I don't know if it's personnel. I don't know if it's new coach. I don't know if it's not having certain players in the lineup. As Daisy said, you know, you lose a Paxman and you lose a, yeah. um, you, you lose a chair at, at the back. Yeah. I mean, it can change the whole dynamic of the other 16 players on the ground. And maybe that's what's mm. happened at Diamond Creek. But mm. they've got to get it together. They've only got six weeks now. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the time for tinkering and, and whatever is over. You've got to have A, B and C mm. about now. And, and you've, you've got to get it together because... If you don't, you're just going to get left behind. You're going to get knocked out in the first week, and you're going to go, well, what the hell was that for? You know, as I said, gap year. It's going to go, oh, well, gap year. Mm. And then you lose a couple more, and all of a sudden you where you've always been, which is second to first. You start being the third, fourth, fifth side. All these other new sides come into the comp. Yep. What if they start knocking you off? Yep. It's danger time. Uh, indeed, it's an interesting, interesting time. I don't scare him too much, but it's very real. Oh well, heck, you saw that um, uh, last week in Division One how Cranbourne touched up uh, North Geelong nicely, uh, mm. and of course you had the Seafords and all that thereabouts and Knox threatening as well. You look at those clubs that are which have been gunning the Premier Division reserve sides. You go, well, geez, you know those sides are only going to get better. They're due to come along the Premier Division sooner or later. So all of a sudden, it's not a case of not just falling away from the pack like St Albans have but it's a case of if you fall away from the pack then you've got the other sides coming up as well you could find yourself falling further behind absolutely absolutely and that's where and we always talk about that pack you don't want to lose contact with the pack it's the Tour de France analogy mm. don't fall off the back of the bunch because it's yeah. very hard to catch up and we've seen that with the Cranburns mm. they're going to catch up now I mean, because they're the, they're the Berwick spin-off, aren't they? Yeah, that, yeah, they've got a few players from Berwick, plus they've sort got that, that whole big, strong southeastern junior corridor. Yeah, and, and I mean, we, we went out there to Dandenong and saw the youth girls out there, and they've got players all over the place. I mean, if they don't have a premier side, what the hell's going on? Yeah. But, uh, look, Pete, fantastic round of footy, and I'll tell you what, it's almost time for a beer. Indeed it is. I think it's time to wrap things up here <laughs> at curlsplayfooty.com. We've well and truly earned it. Uh, as we said, uh, at Melbourne Uni at T- in Alley, it was a 27-point uh, win to the Sharks. The Sharks 12-9-81, defeating Melbourne University 7-12-54. 27-point win there to the Sharks. No scores through yet from the Spurs and Diamond Creek. They'll expect Diamond Creek to win. And here it was Darwin 13-10-88, defeating the Eastern Devils 5-5-35. On behalf of the commentary team, it's been a pleasure having your company. We'll be back again next week for Melbourne University versus the Eastern Devils at Tin Alley in Parkville, Sunday, 1.30pm. Until then, it's bye for now.